Welcome to Superhouse. We listen to it here in the backwoods. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 44 of the Superhouse Podcast. I'm Andrew coming in from Los Angeles. Go ahead and introduce yourself, James. This is James from Los Angeles. Maddie. This is Maddie from Cincinnati. Stefan. This is Stefan from Denver. And today we got Swiggles RP, aka Roe, in the house. Hey everybody, <laughs> thank you guys so much for having me on. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, hearing some of your previous podcasts on uh, some of my friends. At so, <laughs> you're talking about Toxic Eternity and Family Jewels. That's correct. Awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, we started talking a little bit after we uh, posted those, and uh, I asked you to come on, and then I had like major computer problems, and then. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, technical difficulties, but now you're finally on. So just to give, could you uh, introduce yourself and let them know like what you do uh, in general? Sure, sure. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, my name is Ro. I go by Swiggles RP on YouTube and and uh, Twitch. And what I do is I make uh, you know video game and sometimes like movie, TV show uh, guitar covers. Usually they're rock or metal or uh, something in between. <laughs> How long have you been doing that? So, um, I believe as of like, uh, recently, I think I've been doing this for somewhere around like four to five years and, uh, I've been playing guitar for nine years, but, uh, the whole YouTube jumping around on camera stuff definitely started, uh, I want to say like five years ago. Okay. Uh, which is nuts. <laughs> and have you made any inroads as far as like Patreon and all that jazz that, that part? Of yeah. It? Yeah. Um, so I guess as my channel kind of grew, I started a Patreon this year actually, um, which has been cool because uh, I offer you know like guitar lessons or requests, and it kind of helps you know as usual like support my channel. But I've gotten quite a lot of different like opportunities um, as a result, you know, just like growing kind of out of the channel, you know, streaming some music now and then, or uh, you know, just this and that. Okay, and what are, like what are your favorite uh, video games? Ooh, <laughs> that's the that's the question. Um, I grew up in the Super Nintendo and N sixty four time frame. I'm twenty three. That gives like perspective, I guess. So you were, uh, I mean, SNES is probably even getting a bit old by the time you were around. That's true. Like, um, I believe it was my older cousin. He passed down the Super Nintendo, and okay. uh, as he went off to college. Um, so I, I grew up on like Super Mario World and then eventually uh, Banjo-Kazooie, uh, Ocarina of Time, Pokemon uh, Red, Blue, Gold, Silver. So those were like my earliest favorites. And then uh, as I grew up, you know, I really got into stuff like uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Um, you know, I even tried playing like Earthbound Retro <laughs> actively. And uh -huh. um, oh man, this is like such a broad question to I know. I'm just trying things. to get like a gauge. It's funny you mentioned Earthbound, man, because I've been trying to play mm -hmm. that recently as well, and I've, oh, yeah? I've liked it, but I don't like how when you're in a battle you don't see your own character. I want to. I want to be like Chrono Trigger. <laughs> I've been hearing that complaint as like the most prominent Earthbound complaint. It's one of the few RPGs that takes place in like a first-person point of view. 
In the battles, so, yeah. Yeah, I will say, like, Chrono Trigger's definitely made its way up there when I finally got around to playing that for the first time. And uh, as someone who, like, doesn't binge RPGs usually, uh, I really do enjoy those. And that's, that's, like, music and gameplay and all that combined. Uh, I found a lot of games I've fallen in love with just because someone was like, uh, I did a cover of this song, or hey, have you heard the soundtrack to this one? And right. uh, you end up playing the game from it. It's really cool. And uh, moving on to music, so what's your, you play some metal and some rock, like what are your uh, favorite bands? Ooh, okay. Um, so in my nine years of playing, that's been the nine years of me gaining like some sort of interest and stuff. So I grew up on like Pink Floyd, Zeppelin, Van Halen's probably like my closest to my heart. Cause okay. that's what got me like, <laughs> that's what got me like off of the, out of bed and like playing guitar and practicing. So uh, I was really into that, got into, you know, like Metallica, Megadeth, uh, Pantera. And then more recently, I really got into progressive rock and metal and kind of more out there stuff. So um, Periphery is a huge influence, Tesseract, Dream Theater, Animals as Leaders, Pliny, C2I, like the list goes on. And um, I, I would say those are my favorite like band bands, but um, music in general, I kind of have like, all sorts of i'd like to say like there's some other sources like soundtracks um film soundtracks i've been listening to hamilton like crazy i've, uh, I've actually listened to that too it's pretty good I, I i don't know why i think broadway music has like this perfect like parallel to when i'm not listening to chugga chugga uh, <laughs> crazy metal all the time you know well that one is so easy to, to get into because <clears throat> i mean it's a hip-hop musical there's like yeah when there's a cabinet uh debate they turn that debate into a rap battle like that real <laughs> fucking incredible yeah i, I, I really enjoy that <laughs> closet fan of hamilton right here guys um anyway uh <laughs> moving on um and what game you've been playing lately i've been playing a bit of pokemon sun um when i get some chances i'm a full-time college student so naturally gaming is like my uh my, my, either my break or my uh i don't want to do work right now kind of thing uh, I just beat Life is Strange, uh, the Square Enix like choose your own adventure game after it went on sale, and that was a long time coming. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Life um, is Strange is really good. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna explore more of those kind of games because you can like play them with non-gamers or people who like watching games more than playing. Yeah, because like uh, watching like a movie or something. Exactly. It it felt like kind of like watching a movie, but you have. Uh, just enough gameplay to where you're making the choices. So I really like that. Um, besides that, I think, um, you know, I'll, I'll be playing like Rocket League or I play Overwatch now and then just casually. And um, yeah, I, don't know. I just like bounce between games. Uh, and whenever someone says there's something interesting, I'll check it out. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it just kind of comes and goes because finding time to game is so tr so tricky for me. And what about the, the latest uh, music you've been listening to? Uh, Other okay. than Hamilton. Right. <laughs> so, uh, like, Hamilton was 10 minutes ago. Um, uh -huh. I'm, I'm a humongous fan of uh, just, like, all sorts of VGMers, of course. So uh, I'll be listening to video game cover artists like, you know, Toxic Eternity, Family Jewels, Rashadi B, um, you know, 16 and Mono, the, this goes on. Insane the Rain music, I don't know if you guys know him, but he makes uh, jazz, which is a fantastic, you know, not heavy music to listen to. And um, 
I'll get a lot of recommendations from all of these guys too. So um, I like listening to that stuff. Uh, Periphery 3 that came out this year, um, fantastic progressive metal album. Uh, I'll listen to like 90s pop on Pandora <laughs> when I'm driving around. Uh, and just like trying to find really different stuff done by different musicians, I guess. And then a lot of guitar stuff like Steve Vai or uh, this one Australian guitarist, Pliny. He's created some really cool, uh, I want to say like jazz fusion meets modern progressive kind of metal, whatever. It's just like bouncy, happy music, but uh, it's really cool to listen to because it's so like out there, but catchy. I'm, I'm right. a sucker for catchy music. <laughs> All right, and I, I took a look at your uh, your top videos on your YouTube. So it looks like you have uh, the Cartoon Network medley oh, is God. your top one. <laughs> yeah, all my top videos. No, uh, <laughs> all my old videos are the ones that always hit the top. You know, it's it's whatever's trendy. <laughs> yeah, so. right. Uh, so I mean, did you uh, like you? You're like about ten years younger than us, or so. So like, oh <laughs> what was like your favorite thing to cover as far as that video was was concerned? Um, well, as far as Cartoon Network and stuff, I think, oh man, so this was like 2012 or something. Oh yeah. Uh, I was just talking to somebody and I was like, you know what I miss? Cartoon Network <laughs> used to have like some really cool shows, and we're always nostalgic about old video games, so why not, you know, cartoons? So I just like put it together in like a day, and I think my favorite part's still just like. Dexter's Lab is such a metal kind of song. Anything, anything right. with like a creepy sciencey feel. Uh, right. I'm actually, I, I really want to redo that one. Um, I don't want to tangent, but I did a Nickelodeon one. Yeah. And uh, like Smosh shared it and all this stuff. And uh, you know, you'll ask any musician, they're always like, uh, my old stuff. But um, that video like uh, was probably the only video of mine to have like blown up so far. But uh, Nickelodeon, Teen Nick, uh, they started airing classic Nicktoons and they oh. asked, um, they asked to use that video for like whenever at 3 a.m. you'll see like Nicktoons and stuff, they'll have like little bumpers in between them. So I had this like really crazy fortunate experience, but I told them I'm not letting you guys use the old one. Uh, can I have like a few days to uh, <laughs> make a new one? So I made a new one with uh, a drums uh, back in the oven. Uh, yeah, That's it's awesome. still not, it was, it was pretty great. Thanks. It's just, <laughs> you get paid for that. Games. Uh, I get, I frankly get like quite a lot of subscribers and viewage on the new one to where, you know, it was, it, that was pretty good. <laughs> okay. All right. YouTube ads and shit like that. <laughs> Stuff like that. You know, <laughs> it, it pays for guitar strings and, um, you know. Any uh, future it, opportunities to work with Nick or Cartoon Network? Um, I have no idea what could happen in the future. Uh, I would actually focus more on the game world because of how inviting that is. Right. But I, I, I am totally doing uh, Cartoon Network over again. Uh, I would just, you know, for sake of 2016-ness and, hey, I probably missed a few cartoons there. You know, like when you're doing YouTube and you get all these comments about uh, never make a medley. <laughs> big oh, advice oh, yeah. you, will always, you will forget a song and someone else will your comments will be nothing but you totally forgot this song and that song and <laughs> they'll, they'll rip you a new one that's just uh more ideas for the next video though you know oh it is uh you know invader zim or uh 
or whatnot, or Johnny Bravo, or I don't know. Same same goes for games. If you if you make a Zelda medley and you don't include like one song, even if you had a great reason for it, like it doesn't fit. That's why I never put like some songs in medleys. Someone's getting mad. <laughs> right. The medleys seem to be like the the ones that get the most views for whatever reason. It is. I think I think like the there's like a buzzwordy kind of quality to medley, and it yeah. just feels like this. It's like the difference between watching your favorite scene from a movie and watching like the movie itself. And you know, right. you're not whenever you watch those scene clips and it ends and you're just like, oh, I could I could have sat here and watched the whole thing. But um yeah. <laughs> What's been like the favorite thing that you've covered so far that's that we can all Ooh. see on your YouTube channel? Ooh, okay. Um Your personal so favorite. My personal favorite, I think uh, the best one I've done this year, by far, like, my personal favorite, like, I can't believe I freaking made that. Um, so the game Killer Instinct, uh, the new one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a, there's a song from it called Jago's Theme, uh, composed by Mick Gordon, who's now blown up because he made, like, the unbelievably cool Doom soundtrack. Uh -huh. um, yeah. And uh, I covered his Jago's Theme for um, an album called Game Lord Versus. Uh, all fighting games and stuff. And this one was like originally this really pounding electronic, like smash your head against a wall kind of thing. Oh, I know. Not necessarily metal, but uh, <laughs> I, I I thought that there was this cool bit in it that was like Tibetan monks and they're doing that throat singing thing. And yeah. by God, I could not, I could not even begin to try to do throat singing, but uh, uh, I actually tried changing the vibe of it. So it was like half, genty whatever uh, metal and then half like bollywood singing and uh, my folks are indian so i asked my mom uh, hey do you want to write some lyrics for uh for a metal song i'm making so we came up with like some chants and i don't know it was like it was like a real big stepping stone for me personally to try out like crazy vocals and like a different video style so jago's theme is definitely like one of my favorites that I've done. And it was almost entirely by myself. I had help from uh, Jackson Parodi. If you guys don't know, he's like this insanely good accordion player. Oh, oh yeah, I saw that. I actually watched that one today because I will watch any Killer Instinct cover. <laughs> good to know, good to know. Because uh, I've been a fan of that since the first one, man. Uh, huh. Yeah, Killer Instinct is... I mean, to be honest with you, I wake up to the Killer Instinct theme song every morning it, that's pretty it cool. is it is my alarm song i don't think i knew phone. that about you andrew yes i'm a huge huge killer instinct fan so uh always been either jago or orchid myself um anyway uh sure. I, but you know what i haven't played the new one uh because it's on xbox and i'm a ps4 yeah, yeah, only yeah. guy yeah. that's the only I thing I've, I've actually considered buying a fucking xbox just <laughs> to play that fucking game man sometimes uh sometimes one game man like <laughs> yeah it's like that's the one thing i need and it's a fucking download i think too you don't need, you don't it's not even like a physical release yeah which is crazy because you would think like the production of these kind of games like <laughs> i don't know and th those two games were huge too back in the day because there was even a there was this killer instinct 2 came out in the arcade and then killer instinct gold came out on n64 yeah and that, that was the last iteration until this one that came out like a year ago and uh, just like Rare, you know, that made Donkey Kong, Country, yep. <laughs> and Banjo-Kazooie and all that, they made fucking Killer Instinct first. 
And then right, they, they, they yes. had this like famous thing where they said that like we're not making genre games anymore. So they didn't want to they didn't want to make a fighting game because it fit into a genre too much. And and every huh. Killer Instinct fan on the planet was like, "Fuck you!" And then <laughs> they find finally came out with Killer Instinct again, but that was like published by Rare, I think, but developed by some somebody they subcontracted. Some studio, yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Move, Moving on from that, um, yeah, I checked that one out, and you, I like the the Bollywood thing that you did to it because that that I haven't seen that yet. Like that, <laughs> that's that was my motivation, you know. Yeah, that's like it's your angle, not not like the angle in every song, but like that's definitely like a cool angle that you can take that not other people probably probably can't right. take. No, <laughs> it, it helps to exploit your ethnicity just a tiny <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah. No, like like in all seriousness, it was it was cool to kind of. Uh, you know, try to see a little bit of my heritage inside because I'm always doing metal and stuff and, <laughs> you know, it doesn't really play through, but you kind of have like this weird uh, connection to it where you're like, I can pronounce these words because I'm pretty sure someone in my family can. Right. <laughs> yeah. But are, yeah, are, are you familiar at all with like the music scene and in, in in India, like, is I've, it, uh, is there a metal it's scene actually, at all? Weirdly enough, so, um, like, obviously, I'm from the U.S., from North Carolina. I grew up here, so. Oh, shit, uh, okay. So out of my country and stuff, uh, but, um, you know, whenever I go back or I talk to people who are, like, straight out from there, they actually have, like, over a long time gotten into slowly got rock. They had, like, Metallica and Iron Maiden play there, and they actually got into the progressive scene, um, okay. I think there's a band called Sky Harbor or Cloud something. I, I'm mixing up names, but I believe they're either stationed from India and pretty darn big or close because, you know, they have these ties to British music. Um, and in the 70s, like my folks, they grew up on like ABBA and Pink Floyd and right. ACDC and all these, all these like more British European bands. So they've always got that connection there, but um you know, like when I put out Jago, uh, I ended up finding out I had more Indian viewers than I thought because oh, yeah. you know, people, people were saying stuff. So. And uh, just like two weeks ago, I put out a song in Spanish uh, from Earthbound um, and I sung it, you know, like I wrote lyrics to match it for, um, you know, like for this like Secret Santa thing we did. And that was for my Venezuelan friend. And all of a sudden I had these Spanish comments like from Spanish viewers all over, um, you know, Mexico, Central America. And it's like, this is really sweet. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. Uh, you know, there was more than just English speakers uh, watching me. You speak uh, so, Spanish as well, then? Yeah. So I. I mean, like, I studied uh, in high school. I took it, but I went AP, and uh, I started meeting like a few people on YouTube who were from uh, Mexico or uh, South America and so on. And I just, you know, kept it up. If someone asked me a question in Spanish on the comments, I could kind of respond. And it's. It's. I'm like so grateful that I paid attention. <laughs> and, right. Uh, right. Right. In high school Spanish, um, just to be able to do that. What are you studying North in college Carolina. right now? Oh, go, go uh, ahead, Joe. I just want to ask, where oh, North Carolina yeah. are you from? Um, I'm from, like, the Charlotte area, but I've lived in Raleigh um, for, like, university stuff. and um, But I've also lived a little bit all over growing up, um, just from, like, family job assignments and so on. So, But, <laughs> you know, I, I'm always, like, looking to move just uh somewhere with like a bit again music scene um, yeah 
I am. Um, I'm from Durham. That's why I was asking. That's right. Oh, okay, Durham. okay. Yeah, that's not too too far out. Yeah. I, like I said, I used to be at NC State area and all. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, so I'm studying computer science actually. Okay. Um, I started as you know like hardware and stuff, and I you know like everybody else, I switched majors because I was getting I was blowing up circuits and uh, <laughs> I was terrible at like electronics <laughs> and stuff. And computer science was like, you know, I like video games, I like using software, I'm video editing half the time, I like knowing what's going on, and um, you know, uh, once I made that switch, I just got a lot more familiar with everything and you're studying it's, it's, like <laughs> programming side then yeah programming software making and um it's it gets to be some pretty cool stuff now and then um you know like making apps and uh websites or whatever but <laughs> yeah it's a little i i guess i, I kind of stand out a little bit in the youtube scene that um i haven't like studied music um or like my youtube isn't quite my end goal career as much as it's like just a really freaking sweet hobby right right you know yeah but no that's cool are you part of like the because i'm asking because the other two guys were as well sure. are, you, are you part of the uh vg covers subreddit do you take part in that oh i made it <laughs> you made that shit yeah wow. of course that's that's um, fucking awesome <laughs> all right I, I, I completely forgot if they mentioned it i guess but they, i <laughs> think family jewels mentioned it but i think they're both they're both like part of the scene so okay yeah, yeah. um so I, I guess that'd be kind of <laughs> good to talk about i suppose so um a year and a half ago i met a guy named game lark who makes uh you know who's kind of been like putting together musicians and stuff and everyone keeps on asking on youtube like uh you know where do we chat where do we uh post our stuff or ask for help or yeah collaborate and a lot of this stuff this uh, YouTube stuff happens as a result of tons of people meeting each other. So uh, I talked to like Gamelark and a lot of people like, uh, you know, just different musicians, Hashel and uh, just, we put together a subreddit, came up with like a few ideas. We do like monthly contests and uh, we try to post like help guides for people who are like really into video games and music and don't know quite what to do to, you know, make the same stuff. And it, it's, you know, it's a hell of a ton of fun. And, um, you know, that, that whole community has just grown from like a hundred people bumming around to, I think we're at a thousand followers or something or whatever Redditors using the place. We have like a discord if people want to chat it up and, um, it's, it's just like such a cool experience. And that's, you know, one of many communities, you know, you've got like, um, the Materia Collective, if you heard of them and oh, they put out like that's a cool tons name. of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, they do a lot of like uh, collaborative albums. Um, I've been actually more active in the GameLark community. We put out um, a fighting game album. We just put out a Final Fantasy one called Mog's Mixtape. Uh, and you've got like all sorts of, um, we have like a Sonic one from earlier on and the Versus one, like I said, for fighting games. So it's just like we pick a theme and come up with some cool stuff, uh, cool songs related to it. And, you know, we cross collaborate a lot. You know, that's how I made, you know, Jago's team. Uh, Jackson was in Gamelark. And, um, you know, I, I also do uh, an album label called Multiplayer. And it's a charity album. Um, I believe, I don't think Jack's been on, uh, no, he's been on some. <laughs> so, uh, and Jules is as well. So we put out albums and give the money to charities, usually Child's Play Charity. Uh, 
this year we did water org, you know, since Flint, Michigan and all that. Um, so cool. yeah, there's a lot of fun community stuff and, you know, giving back is just like a really cool way to encourage people to, you know, work, work hard, don't put off your music and, you know, save some lives. So it's, it's always really fun. That's cool, man. I didn't that's know you were great. doing that. That's, that's awesome. Well, thanks. Um, so what's where like the, uh, oh, go ahead, Joey. <laughs> I just want to know where we could sure. find <laughs> Oh, sure. Um, so the best place to find the multiplayer albums would be uh, to go to materialcollective.com. Uh, Material Collective is kind of like our parent, our, our daddy company. And, um, you know, uh, that's run by the awesome Sebastian Wolf. He's like uh, helped us with licensing. He founded, uh, you know, Louder, um, which is a release platform we all use to, you know, sell the music on iTunes. You guys can find all these albums on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, um, Google Play, cool. <laughs> any of those too. So, and, you know, every time you listen on Spotify for free, wow. uh, you know, you're, you're contributing some money to charities. And there's some really dope tunes from a lot of cool people. Thank you. Sweet. Do you have a favorite uh, YouTuber yourself? Doesn't have to be a video game cover guy or girl. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say uh, there, there's there's uh, a lot of friends that I've made here that are invaluable. Um, but I would actually definitely say I've gotten tremendous guidance from uh, from Jules and Jack themselves. Um, Rich Addy B is a fantastic friend. I got to visit um, Jules and uh, Rich Addy B uh, over my fall break and, you know, hang out with them, make some music. And uh, so those are definitely some of my favorite metal artists. Um, you know, I, I would give a huge shout out to vocalists and, you know, violinists like uh, Terracy Music, Pajama Pants. Uh, they're both fantastic, um, you know, vocalists and on the, like the classical spectrum and I usually just follow a lot of these people. Um, and then of course, you know, just all my favorite bands. What I really love about 2016, if you notice, like it's so easy to find out what bands are doing, what they're producing, how they write, you know, what kind of guitars they play. And uh, it's just like this really cool transparency. So I'm always huge fans of those. And then just like, I don't know, household hacker. Um, I watch Gordon Ramsay on YouTube religiously. <laughs> <laughs> do you um, so like what's the next uh what's what's the next like video you're gonna drop Ooh, um so it's winter right now so i'm like mulling over all sorts of christmas stuff that i'd love to do um but i'm actually about to release um a new album uh called jiggy rock plug <laughs> i'm sorry go um, ahead go ahead do it but the next video should be uh, a cover of jolly roger lagoon um, from the game Banjo-Tooie, which was the sequel. Um, you guys know those N64 games, but um, I'm really excited to make that because it's going to be like um, half of the album's Kazooie, and it's going to be done by a cover artist called Gabe Ocarina. It's fantastic, dude. He's making like punk rock kind of stuff, just like really hard-hitting. And then the second side of the album is going to be all dark and uh, genty, proggy stuff from myself uh, doing Banjo-Tooie. So... Um, I'm really excited to do, uh, that next video. It's going to be like a little piratey, a little, um, a little water <laughs> ambienty. And, uh, after that, I don't know, hopefully we'll, uh, hopefully we'll tackle some winter music. Cause... May I make a suggestion? 
you may. <laughs> All right. Um, it's not a video game cover, but I've only seen one guy cover this on YouTube, and uh, right. no offense, but it wasn't so great. But th this is before sure. your time, too, as well. But there was an 80s cartoon called Dinosaucers. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> and they had a badass 80s metal opening. You, you're going to need, like, a fucking power vocalist, dude, but... Oh if you did this, like I don't know, like how, if you get like a shitload of hits because it's kind of like a hidden gem of the '80s. But... Oh, to be fair, to be yeah. fair, I, I covered a game called Wild Woody. Okay. There's the I, obscure stuff is the coolest stuff, man. Oh, dude, and you would be the only guy with like a really good one, you know? Like, just put it. That's out actually there. this weird drive that I like. I, I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> Look it up, man. Dinosaurs. It's weird too, cause Michael Uslan produced that, which he's the guy that produced all the Batman movies from the from the '89 Batman forward. Yeah. He's the and guy that oh, that, that's like connected Sub -Zero? Tim Burton with Michael Keaton and all that. Like he's okay. so he's kind of. I don't know how how much other how many other like non Batman things he did, but he did Dinosaurs. So it's kind of an interesting. I mean, you thing had me there. at Batman, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. definitely check it out, dude. Because. Um... I don't know. Even just to hear this kind of stuff is really fun. Um, heck, I'd like, uh, I did all sorts of obscure stuff like uh, The Adventures of Tintin and right. like, <laughs> you know, the, the sky's the limit. I do, I do kind of gravitate towards what might, you know, make the most people happy slash what I, you know, what I'll make that won't make me pull my hair out. Yeah, you want views, right? <laughs> you want That's, you want views, but you want to st you got to stick in your niche at the same time. So right, it's yeah. it's such a conflict because you want to be happy. You want to uh, like you want to make the song sound good. You want to make it sound like you and like your your fans' expectations. I guess you want to attract new people. It, it, you know, at, at the end of the day, you just have to kind of like you're gonna be like <laughs> pissing somebody off and making someone else's day. So. Exactly. Well, it seems like the, 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 the main way to like make a name for yourself on the internet is to become laser focused with your niche. Right. And that can be an issue for like, like people like me, uh, in the sense, like I love metal, I'm a metalhead, right. but I also love making like jazz, Broadway, crazy, like blues, <laughs> whatever. If someone asked me, like, do you want to play with me right now? Like, I, I want to be able to be like, yeah, you can give me sheet music or you can tell me it's going to be some crazy 80s like dance beat and I want to be able to play along with it. So versatility is the enemy of the niche. <laughs> right, exactly. Did you? Did anybody else, you guys have any questions for, for Ro? Yeah, I just I wanted to ask about like your recordings and like your process, I guess, and more of like, uh, oh, I'm trying to record guitar on a PC and stuff and I have an interface and everything, but what are some like recommended softwares or methods of doing so? Sure, that's that's an awesome question. I I, I mean, this whole conversation has been like nerding yeah. out and I love it. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Superhouse. For real. Um, so I guess to begin with, um, you know, like over the past five years, my like channel and playing has changed to where, you know, um, I started out with one of those line six uh, boxes, the mm -hmm. small interfaces. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm gonna like 
word these all things carefully, of course, because mm. I don't want to like make anyone feel bad if they own one of these. But um, I grew out of Blind Six products because they crapped out on me. And uh, mm. the moment someone showed me uh, this program called Guitar Rig um, by Native Instruments, you know, mm. I just like go into it. But yeah, if something sounds good, I've heard people make anything sound good. I've heard Joe Satriani play a sixty dollar guitar and make me want to quit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Um, but you know, like my process has always been like. Um, you know, think, listen to songs, play games, whatever, get inspired to like pick out the song. Um, sometimes I'll like listen to a metal song and I'll be like, this is so Donkey Kong country. What the hell? And like, yeah. I'll just grab my guitar. Uh, one of the things I think I do that not necessarily a lot of people do is, um, I like grab my guitar and I like start writing like original riffs and noodling around before I even like plug in. And then yeah. once I go, I use a program called Reaper. Um, it's got a free evaluation license that uh -huh. can be definite. So uh, it's it's the bomb. You can just like drop tracks cool. in quickly. I use um, Superior Drummer um, as like this drum making program. And um, I'll just like play around with the song. Usually um, I'll just come up with ways to where you feel like you're hearing the song. Um, but you know, like I capture the mood, I'll play like some original riffs or whatever. I don't know if it's like a really good process because I'm so on music theory based. Mm -hmm. uh, like I know my chords and I can play sheet music fine, but it's just not the way I think. Uh, and then yeah. I'll just like lay down tracks and uh, biggest, biggest thing as like an advice or idea or whatever is show it to somebody else and tell them what does this make you feel? Not, not mm -hmm. is this good or bad, but like, does this sound like an adjective, you know, like aggressive or, uh sad or whatever and i'll just like play around with that and you know i i use uh a lot of free plugins from reaper um but the biggest thing of course is just that um right now i use a uh, fractal audio axe effects which is like uh i guess for those of you listening who don't know what it is it's kind of like a, a big guitar amp slash interface all put into one Whoa. um so it's it's fantastic. I like dreamed of owning one for the last, like basically the day I saw it and heard it kind of thing. Um, uh -huh. But it makes recording really easy. You can record like uh, there's like 150 amps to try out and then um, you can record it like dry so that you can just like take your guitar tracks and swap it around, play with it. And I don't know. I, I just get inspired by like regular metal bands and I'll try to make that connection. You know, and some some game tracks, like especially Super Nintendo and NES tracks, sometimes they sound so metal that. Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely intentional. I think. I think so too. I think, um, well, like the original Doom soundtrack was like a bunch of Metallica songs turned into chiptune. Uh, Super Metroid is like the king of king of like metal and sci-fi horror music inside yeah. a little. <laughs> oh, tune. yeah like yeah. red brinstar and all that shit it's amazing yes. <laughs> uh and i mean Mega Man, dude Mega Man x series in particular that Mega Man x is literally just like a metal soundtrack that yes. someone somehow put into a chip tune cool yes i mean it's like j metal uh <laughs> it, it is into uh, eight bit or 16 bit yeah it's exactly what it is it's awesome you, you hear like really fast drums and like noodly synths that are basically like guitars it's cool you know it's like it was kind of built awesome. in too because the Japanese name for Mega Man is Rock Man, 
and it's <laughs> yeah, like of course. it's rock and roll rock not not a not a rock that you throw and there's bait what bass right rock rock man and bass it's like all these uh oh, wow. musical uh things i forget what proto man is called but he i think he even has like a like a oh in japanese he might have like a music name yeah a musical name oh, there's cool. treble and bass all the yeah all of them and what's ace freely or there's one of the one of oh, the mega yeah, man named after the kiss. yeah they're named after yeah that and i think there's one like van halen members like the what is the uh the villains uh huh. there's villains david lee Rothman. it's all there yeah it's i don't know no i find that really cool i mean like yeah. even final fantasy 7 or or six or whatever like half the tunes are pretty much inspired by um emerson lake palmer and like all these old rock bands and cool it, it's just really dope seeing that bleed over we were talking about earthbound earlier too that is kind of famous for having uh like 70s 60s psychedelia oh it has everything um the the battle themes are all psychedelic like you said and um, if you've ever heard Pokey means business, um, uh -huh. the final boss, that thing is, that's a metal song. <laughs> that's right. a metal song put in chip uh -huh. tunes. Cool. I need to get over really that, cool the way the, the, the fighting looks and just play through that game, man. Cause I like everything else about it. I got an idea. You could print out, um, <laughs> print out Ness and Paula and, I might okay. do, I might do that to get through it. In all fairness, like I, I completely understand. I, I would love to see my character beating up these guys to a pulp rather than uh, the first person view. It's so worth it too. If you if you liked things like Chrono Trigger, Pokemon, and like those old style RPGs, but with like that kiddish feel, and plus, uh, dare I say, Undertale. Um, Undertale is just you know shorter Earthbound, and for me. I haven't played that yet, but everybody says it's awesome. It's it's worth the play, especially now that it's come out, and you know, like you're not seeing spoilers every day. It's you know, it's a fantastic game. It's got the soundtrack of an old retro game at right. heart. Right. You know, it it blew up, and I was at first I was kind of like, yeah, you know, it's everyone's talking about it. You know, I don't know, but then I heard it, and I'm like, okay, this is just this is just catchy. This is ridiculous. Jack, uh, the Toxic Eternity guy, yes. he seems to really love that game as well. He's done fantastic, uh, fantastic work of uh, Undertale. I think he's done quite a few. Yeah, it seems like he's a fan. <laughs> it's it's hard not to be. I will tell you that, especially um, especially in the YouTube world. All right, I I'll, I'll check it out. I have to. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, sure. anybody else got any other questions? I don't all right. Good. Well, hey, man, can you can you plug uh, all of your uh, social media and whatnot? <laughs> with, with pleasure. <laughs> um, so you guys can find me on YouTube.com slash Swiggles1987 because, you know, the URLs are screwed up. Um, you can find me on Twitter, SwigglesRP, Facebook, SwigglesRP, uh, Twitch, Swiggles1987. I'm inconsistent as hell. Uh, Patreon.com slash SwigglesRP. Um, and hopefully you'll find me in a collaborator videos because I get to work with the coolest people in the world. And uh, thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, love nerding out. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. It's been thanks fucking awesome. On. All right. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks. Have a wonderful evening. You, you as well. Man. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Nice. Um, what was next in our little agenda? Oh, oh I'm checking. Oh, yeah.
so I'm back from Rome, <laughs> and I met Eric B. Oh, miss that little baby. Yeah, um, that was a, that was a good time. I had like a 13-hour layover in in London on the way back, and it was pretty easy to get to a spot. So hadn't seen him in 10 years, so that was cool. And uh, Rome was cool, and I'm just gonna plug the uh, there's a little Italy video I'm making, and uh, that's basically it. And then Joey and I went to uh, PlayStation Experience and filmed some shit there yesterday as well. What'd you think of that, Joey? Oh, it was great. Um, you know, it was uh, it wasn't incredibly crowded, and we could walk around and kind of see stuff. And you know, if we wanted to wait in line to play a game, we could do that, or we could just kind of, you know. Uh, it, didn't feel like we were pressured or, you know, the, the tickets were pretty cheap. And so it, it was kind of an easy introduction for me to like, you know, hopefully start going to these like conventions and, you know, getting some footage and kind of talking to some people and just checking out cool stuff. Yeah, dude. So I was telling Joey yesterday, uh, I've been to three or four E3s at this point and this was better. I got to say, uh, yeah. I'm more of a PlayStation guy than Xbox or Nintendo these days. Uh, and it just seemed like it was less tense. There's something a little bit like kind of tense about E3. Whereas this was like, we're all fans getting together and having fun together. Actual fun. Cool. So that was great. And uh, I nerded out with this dude that I interviewed. You could probably tell in the video... Uh, as soon as I posted, anyway, uh, I interviewed the guy that uh, was kind of was the brand manager slash technical advisor for Ace Combat Seven, and he was talking about like he was a Navy pilot, and he's he said that like he says in the video that this is like the most realistic fighter pilot game ever for consoles, maybe even for PC. I forget what he said exactly, but uh, and. I think we might have broken a story, actually, uh, as far as like some of the details of this game. I'm not sure, but it seems like uh, he hadn't been asked a question that I asked him. But I'm going to save that for the video, so check out the video to that later on. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's basically it. Right. So, uh, cool. yeah. What uh, was your favorite thing of... What was the favorite thing at PlayStation Experience, Joey? Oh yeah, uh, the Capcom Cup. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that was fucking great. Yeah. Like that was like, uh, I think I I knew the Capcom Cup was happening like early December, and I just I kind of got busy and just kind of forgot about it. So I knew I wanted to stream it and watch it at home. Um, I didn't really look at where it was because probably some somewhere that I wasn't going to be. Um, and so then like the day before. It's like Friday night, Andrew was like, yeah, we should try and go to PlayStation Experience and tickets are like 45 bucks. And I had a couple things I was going to do Saturday, but like I just kind of threw those out the window. and was like, dude, we're going. <laughs> uh, got tickets, got, you know, went in, got to check out some cool stuff. And then like kind of walked around and got to this uh, sort of another area where they're having all the panels. And the panels you can just walk into and find a seat and just listen on, you know, whatever they're talking about. We kind of, when we walked in, they were talking about Last of Us 2. Um, and so they had the uh, uh, um, Nolan North and um, the Ellie actress, uh, as well as the director. They were talking about Last of Us 2. Um, 
but somebody had said that yeah, Capcom's going Cap, the Capcom Cup is going to be here like at six p.m. or whatever. I said, uh, yeah, we're staying. Um, I'm going to that. And again, it's another thing. It was free. You just go find a seat and you just watch the finals. You know, it was awesome. That's cool. It was great too, cause the there was a girl playing in it, and she made it all the way to the finals. Man, like she didn't yeah. win the whole thing, but it was cool to see. Like you know, she's like a major player in the street, in like the professional Street Fighter Five scene. Yeah, her name is Ricky Ortiz, and she's been around for like apparently they said like over a decade, like playing, and I'm sure she's been playing longer than that. But as far as pro scene, um, but like Knuckle Do, I believe they're both from America. Uh, and I, they might have been teammates or sort of on the same, like, you know, roster, I guess. But they, yeah, they were the grand final uh, battle. It was pretty, it was uh, Armika versus Chun Li. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And like I was telling Joey too, like, I have to kind of get used to this whole new thing of esports. It's, I know it's like blown up and they got sponsors and shit, dude. Like, she's, she has like Monster and Sandisk, and I looked at her Twitter. X Xfinity. I, yeah, all this shit. It's mm -hmm. it's crazy. It's it's whole world of gaming that I've been gaming my whole life, but I have to like get used to this new thing. So I'm trying to become more acquainted, and the whole fighting game scene is probably the one I'm going to acquaint myself with the most. Cool. It's weird. Um, it's weird. People are getting paid to play video games. It's crazy, right? Parents know, Stop playing that video game. You'll never get a paycheck from that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like you used to have to be like a, just a, like a game tester or something, you yeah. know, to get paid. But now it's like you can play professionally. Professionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but only like I wish I could get paid to play like Uncharted Four or something. Like how do well, you? Do I, I think that's like another thing that uh, yeah. you can sort of do these like. Uh, what do they call them? Not play. You can do playthroughs, but it's like let's plays. Yeah, yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, let's plays. Yeah. And it, you know, if you're and you just keep doing them, like yeah, they'll get you. They'll give you games like ahead of time, and so you can like cool. as soon as as soon as it comes out, you've got like probably four videos in the can that you know one of the next four days or a couple of hours. You're like, hey, let's play one. Let's play two. Let's play two, yeah. three. You know, and so guys, people are just like watching you play a game, and you know, yeah. So yeah, there's definitely a way you can do it. Yeah, yeah. It's like how people like PewDiePie makes millions of dollars a year just by playing through games. It's like people uh, that have a good personality that play these online for kids that like lots of them will either you know don't might not have the money to play the game, so they'll watch someone else, or then them playing the games gets other people to go and buy. That's why a lot of game companies call them like they're influencers and okay. things like that uh, online where. Like, that's how they do that. Lots of times there'll be promotions and stuff. There's a lot of, like, legal stuff that they have to go through. Like, most of the time, if they are given games ahead of time, they usually, or they have to say that, that they've been given the game and stuff. But, like, think they do uh, do that. But at the same time, like, yeah, they get access to games lots of times. Or, like, uh, get to meet with developers and stuff. And, like, it's a way, another way of game companies to you know, get the brand out because of like trying to use social media and stuff like that. Cool. Shit. So my parents were wrong. Online <laughs> <laughs> too, like, prepared me. <laughs> even like, you know, I work in games, but it's like, I, I'm actually helping on the development side and like I was at a company party the other weekend, like we we're all just talking about like how 
you know, fucking cool is we get to make video games and we make money off of that too. Or it's like, yeah, all those naysayers as we were growing up playing games all the time. It's like, eh, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody expected it to be quite as big as it is. I mean, it's like mm -hmm. the most, it's the biggest uh, genre on YouTube and all that. So yeah, it's crazy how big it is. And, and like, if you grew up like a nerd, you always felt a little bit like isolated. Like you were the mm -hmm. only one that was into it this much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then it, it just seems like, nope, you're not. There's a lot of people really into this shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, they make more money than, like, blockbuster films and, like, you know, they have, like, the big, like, <clears throat> release parties and after parties and, like, you know, there's, like, like with apps and stuff, there's, like, tons of money just being thrown around. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You need to go in there and catch some of that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Superhouse app with in-app purchases. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, Superhouse side-scroller beat-em-up. Choose your character. You can buy... <laughs> Cats for Maddie, <laughs> beer for Johnson, weed for <laughs> weed for uh, all of us, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little Tamagotchi. We're we're like little Tamagotchi characters. That'd be awesome. Oh, man. I'd play that shit. That sounds amazing, actually. And like you can like customize the house itself. <laughs> we're like it's like Sims oh, kind of. House it's like that it's like that Nino Katsumi game or whatever where you just if you build the super house we will come. Oh yeah, yeah. But you got to yeah. keep it happy with the beers and the marijuana and the video games. <laughs> Maddie's <laughs> angry idea. today. Maddie, do you want weed? Yes. <laughs> weed or weed? rub his belly or both. <laughs> <laughs> both all, at the same all at the same time. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> you have beaten the game. You get to get Skins for the characters, like the fighter. We'll have our mm -hmm. Halloween costumes and our, our. James, make this video game. <laughs> yeah, I'll get so. right on that. Thank you. That sounds good. All right. <laughs> we'll have the app, and then we'll have a big blowout party, and then people will be throwing money at us. Is that what it was? Is that what I was hearing? Um, yep, exactly. Yes. All, all of <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Good idea, guys. <laughs> We did it again. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite dinner experience in Rome, Italy? Wow. Okay. Uh, specific question. Uh, Wait, was this... that. Top 20 bites. How, many pizza, dinner... how, how much pizza did you eat? Uh, dude, I had pizza every fucking day. <laughs> okay, copy. Continue on with the seventh question. So, so uh, I uh, I had this pasta. I uh, forget the name. It was called Taglieri something with truffles, and it was in Florence. It was from a friend's recommendation, and it was fucking incredible. I don't know what the fuck they put into it, man. There was garlic. I know that because you can smell that uh -huh. and taste it, of course. But was it an intense flavor, or was it you just couldn't get enough of it? It was like a, it was creamy. Lord knows I like my cream. Well, that's Andrew's tagline for the rest of his life. And, uh, it, I mean, yeah, that, that, that was probably the best part. And just seeing the Coliseum and seeing the Vatican, and you'll see a lot of it in the video coming up. Nice.
Cappy. Not the restaurants, though, so maybe that's a good question for the podcast. Would you, climb, content. would you climb in them buildings like Assassin's Creed? I know how to get this one. <laughs> I climbed, I actually did climb a lot of buildings, not on the outside, but I walked up like these towers. There's, just, there's towers. You, there's no elevators because they're thousand year old buildings, right? Yeah. And I got more exercise than I ever have in my fucking life, probably. Probably. <laughs> Uh, just the, walking upstairs. There's a lot of stairs to walk up in the Vatican, to go up in the domes and all that. So it was a lot of work. Nice. That sounds incredible. Were the buildings uh, Castlevania-like? <laughs> uh, there's some castles. Rome has some castles. Did you do a lot of foot traveling and sightseeing? A lot of those those famous sites in Rome are pretty close together, right? Rome is fairly small, actually, yeah. so it's actually a pretty cool city to go sightseeing in. Uh, it's all yeah, it's all by foot, man. I mean, in train, but yeah, uh, like if you if you're walking, if you're taking a train just one stop, you could just walk. Like that's how close the stations are usually. Yeah. So, uh, I yeah, they, I recommend it. I recommend it. I hear they poop upside down there. Is that true? That is actually true, yes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's why they uh, burn Galileo at the stake. He you poops we can all... <laughs> the regular way. <laughs> we can all poop down towards the earth. <laughs> the uh, poop-centric theory. Uh, they already had him tied to the stake halfway before he got to earth. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I remember when I was 13, I went to Rome. Like, I had to use the bathroom real bad. And I, like, opened the door, and it was just like a little open room, tiled room with a hole in the floor. I was like, uh, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put your head in that one. Yeah. <laughs> and then you poop upside down. I think that's how it works. Go find somewhere else. I read an article in Popular Science. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard these stories of. of... People going to Rome that they didn't they didn't like Italian food made in Italy. They liked the American version, uh -huh. and I think that's that's nuts. I was I was wondering if I was gonna be like that, but no. Like if you go to an actual Italian spot, there's uh -huh. places made for tourists, and Johnson's talked about this before. Those places are garbage, uh -huh. but you go to a place that doesn't have any English on the menu, you're probably gonna have a good time. <laughs> Whoa, it's like food roulette dinner. Uh, just point at something. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like you've been to Italian restaurants before. Yeah. You know some. You I'll know, it's, you know spaghetti. It's written. Spaghetti. It's written in fuck. It's not written in kanji. You know, it's written in fucking yeah. Roman <laughs> alphabet. So you can you can sort of kind of get by. And I would say about eighty-five percent of the people spoke English fairly well as well. So I'll have the penne regatta. Yeah, or some shit like that. I'll have <laughs> what are they called? I have al dente. I'll have that spaghettio, your finest spaghettio. <laughs> Do you know Chef Borardi? He's famous where I come from. They don't not stuff going their to Italy crust. <laughs> they don't stuff their pizza crust in Italy, man. They don't got that deep dish, boy. What the hell is that all about? Uh, sounds great. I'll never travel. I'm going to die in my room. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, Kidding. I don't know. Who knows? At least you'll die with those who love you. My dog, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dying in Stefan's room. That sounds weird. Where did she go? <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> she knew. She knew. You're going to find me. It's just going to be Pornhub on my computer. And I'm going to be a skeleton with, like, webs coming off of him. We'll be like he died happy, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably. The, my dick bone will just be dust. Your dick bone? <laughs> For sake of the illustration. Your boner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll just be dust in my hand. Rigor, rigor mortis of, of the dick? The only man to ever beat himself to death. <laughs> 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 Something tells me you wouldn't be the first. What are we even talking about? Anyway, we got Matthew Herring here. <laughs> Hello. Hey, you here? Hey, what's going on, guys? How's it going? Chilling. Pretty good. So, what you guys about to? Well, we're just about to get to the topic that you suggested on the Superhouse Facebook page, and I was wondering if you would introduce that topic to us and the listener well i uh i was thinking it would be great to have a conversation about our top five holiday movies since it is the christmas season great topic, topic. and uh i was wondering if you would start us off with that dude sure uh i'm gonna go five to one uh so my number five uh pick is gremlins and, uh, you know, just my guy, man, that's my dude. I, I love that. And uh, they had the perfect, you know, set of rules that you can't break. And, of course, every single one of them gets broken in short order, uh, <laughs> which, which kind of like my family on Christmas anyway. <laughs> and, uh, and to see something as cute as Mogwai go to, go to something as evil as Spike, uh, and then have to fight each other, dude. I mean, Magua putting on the Rambo bandana uh, <laughs> and driving a Barbie car to fight uh, Spike and the other gremlins in the mall is just kind of sums up Christmas <laughs> in the '80s, and, and I just love it. My number five pick. Nice. Uh, so we're we're gonna do like um, everybody do their five. Oh wait, no. I don't yeah, think yeah, I don't know if we're all like I don't know if we're all as planned as you are. <laughs> um, what are you talking about? This is five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um shit. Just in no particular order. Alright. Um Well anybody else wanna go? Let's go with well, let's go with at least your favorite Christmas movie or your top Christmas movies. Well, I would Anybody? Say, I go would, ahead. I would say just go ahead and finish your list, Matt. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, I, so I, I'm uh, still my number four is <laughs> No, go ahead. What? Oh, I said it because I'm still thinking on mine. Are uh, you still thinking on yours? So uh, I'm thinking uh, my number four was uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Shitter's full. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, bringing it back around. I mean, bringing it back yeah. around to the shitters. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a, it's a great film uh, and a classic. I absolutely love it. Uh, let's see, number three, I'm thinking a Silent Night, Deadly Night, just because it's a classic yeah. slasher film. Nice. Um, and that that's right up there. Uh, let's see. 
Number two is Die Hard 2. Okay. I love Die Hard 2, but not as much as my number one movie, which is Die Hard, which is the <laughs> perfect Christmas movie, if you ask me. Yeah. It's Asians. It's got uh, a, a Christmas wrap. Um, <laughs> it has Alan Rickman falling off of Nakatomi Plaza. It's just perfect. And Bruce Willis you know, cussing at every opportunity. <laughs> so I love it. So that's my list. That's that's my top five. Awesome. Who right. you wanted to go? Uh, oh, go ahead. I'll go. All right. Um, Die Hard is the. These aren't particular order. I'll just go from what I wrote down first. Uh, Die Hard. Same reasons. Matt likes it. I mean, it's just it's just a brilliant film. Uh, then we're gonna move on to Gremlins. I mean, Matt has summed up everything. I think he already said all the best Christmas movies, but I think I have a few on here that are uh, different from his. Uh, uh, A Christmas Story. I watch this movie every year with my family. I don't know if I particularly like it, but it's just like a part of Christmas now. So, but uh, it's fun watch every year. When I watch, by the tenth time I've seen it, though, I'm ready for it to be over. Uh, mm-hmm. And then this is a little newer film, uh, Krampus, which I'm going to. Yep. When I have a family, we will all be watching Krampus all year. I need, I need to watch uh, this too. Watch and then I did number one, It's a Wonderful Life, because it's a classic Christmas film. Mm-hmm. It's heartwarming. makes me cry. I love it. I need to watch It's a Wonderful Life. I haven't seen that movie. I haven't I've seen, either. I've seen, like, really? I've seen like bits and pieces when like I'm over at like a family's house, but I'm always talking and eating, and like I'm never watching it. I've never like actually sat down and watched it from like beginning to end. Every year at either the Egyptian Theater or uh, the Arrow in Santa Monica, they do uh, screenings of It's a Wonderful Life. I went last okay. year. Okay, nice. Yeah. So if you want to see it, it's definitely worth checking out on the big screen. I'll definitely check that out. Maybe what? not this year since I'm going home, yeah. but uh, at some point, yeah. It's a, it's a really good film, and it's really cool thing about it, It's a Wonderful Life. It's one of those movies that uh, absolutely flopped at the box office and uh, didn't get a following until uh, I think TBS or somebody bought the rights and played it every single year, and people just it just kind of got absorbed into the culture, and now it's a classic. Like like good what, good for them. Thirty years. Or, yeah. uh, that's a really neat movie. Mm-hmm. And the other fun thing about it is everybody remembers the last 20 minutes of the film, not the two hours leading up to the part that's iconic. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I've never seen it. I got. I got to check that out. I'm. I've been. I'm terrible yeah, with my to. classic movies. Yeah. James, you got one. Yeah. Um, most of the ones you've already said, like Christmas Vacation, is uh, a classic. Gremlins and. Die Hard has always been my number one Christmas film. Like, actually, every year I watch it Christmas Eve, like, as close to midnight as possible, usually with a glass of scotch and, like, either cocktail <laughs> gotta be scotch. or shrimp. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Just sitting there watching that middle of the night. And it's like, once, you know, he finally falls off Nakatomi Plaza, that's when Christmas starts. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, uh, so... Yeah, and Krampus uh, is a more recent one that uh, I saw in theaters last year, and we picked up the Blu-ray to watch this year. And some others that we haven't mentioned yet are uh, Elf. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's Absolutely. always, like, 
uh, a good Christmas movie to watch. And actually, since there's just so many of them, uh, but like my favorite has always been the Muppets Christmas Carol. I was going to name all the variations of the Christmas carols. Uh, yeah, so good. Uh, two kids, that one, that one gets some play. Mm -hmm. used to. My yeah. kids are getting older now, but they got a lot of play at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. I'll uh, I'll name because you know you guys have named really great ones. Um, I'm going to name two. There's one that's kind of a, uh, it's like a dark comedy, black comedy. It's called The Ice Harvest. Um, with, uh, yeah. With uh, John Cusack and oh, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton. Mm -hmm. That's a favorite one of mine. And the other one, Home Alone. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. That, that's yeah. of course, another yeah. Christmas classic, mm -hmm. you know. It's funny because I hadn't yes, watched it, it in years. And then, like, I had gotten, like, a HD version and, like, watched it. And, you know, it's, it's great. It's a great movie. Was I there for that? You might have been. I watched it at your house, I remember. Yeah, that must have been it then. <laughs> yeah all right cool stefan uh yeah i uh i love so i'll start and do like five whatever i say five is probably like home alone uh i'll say home alone yeah. too because at the time i really wanted to go to new york and it was like a big grander adventure um right. Night, nightmare before christmas i like the transition oh shit the the yeah, autumn into Christmas. Christmas. very nice yeah mm -hmm. the songs it's just like for me like a guy who's like into the cure and fucking sisters of mercy and shit it's like it's a nice gothic like kids movie mm -hmm. can't get enough of that kind of stuff um what was that four three i'll say scrooge to the bill murray oh, yeah, always a favorite. i haven't seen it in a really long time yeah that's really um, good but that's like that my three i think it might be higher I remembered a lot more of the jokes, but I remember really loving it as a kid. Um, oh, what was my number two? I just had it in front of me. Scrooge was, um, another, was another one I was trying to remember. Oh, yeah. Scrooge is so I was, good. Yeah, I was going to say Gremlins 2, probably. I, I rewatched Gremlins 1 as much as I used to. Um, but Gremlins 2, I like a lot. And Is Gremlins 2 Gremlins a Christmas movie? I don't know if I... Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe I know not. The first one is. I don't know if the second one takes place uh, during Christmas. Yeah, I think I might. I think I might be wrong. So I'll, I'll swap in. I love Christmas Story. Um, I will, I upheld a tradition of watching it every year for a long time. I haven't recently. I just kind of put it to bed. But I've always loved the sense of humor in that. Yeah. Um, that movie and I, uh, Gene Shepard, the guy who wrote the original story. Uh, I've read a couple of his other stories. I just like his his narrative. He's got like this real radio voice, kind of like old fifties America storyteller. Um, but my number one is gonna be Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh nice. shit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Christmas. it's go go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> it's just one of my favorite movies. Um, I haven't actually. Now that you brought this list up, I haven't watched a lot of Christmas movies. Years previous, I usually kind of like let it pass me by but i think i might revisit some of these now that we're talking about them um i miss old ernest p world dude yeah. he's an angel in heaven now joey yeah there's tons of others on that note though i gotta bounce i'm gonna go meet a friend for dinner uh krampus was all right 
Um, Uh-oh. Don't <laughs> Uh-oh. start a fight before you leave. No, no I mean, I mean that, like, it, it was good. I'm like, I didn't like you, Stefan. Like, I wasn't meaning to insult it. I was meaning to be like, in, in retrospect, actually, after other viewings, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, there's, you know what movie I like that nobody likes is that Adam Sandler, Eight Crazy Nights. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> it's dumb, but it's 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 animated and it's kind of adult. It's fun and it's like it's stupid, but it's got some funny characters. If you're like, if yeah, you're it's like, pretty good. That, that <laughs> almost made my list. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't watch Adam Sandler. I haven't been able to watch him since Waterboy. Man, I just yeah, I, yeah. I wrote him off, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's rough. <laughs> um, but I got to bounce. It was good talking to you guys. Uh, I'll catch y'all on the flip. Catch on the flip flop. On the flip flop, my flip flop. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Later. I pretty much agree with what you guys said. Uh, I think Die Hard and Gremlins are, are pretty much way up there. <laughs> that Ernest pick was incredible. But uh, just to add something different, uh, I watched this movie, I think, two Christmases ago documentary it's called i am santa claus uh mick foley the wrestler came on daily show and promoted it and mm-hmm. i was like this this seems incredible it's about uh guys that prepare to be santa claus basically all year long it's these guys that go it's kind of like they're kind of freaks about santa it's real crazy and there's like Santa, there's Santa school that some of them go to. One of the Santa Clauses is gay. <laughs> that they that they they they're, they're like uh, they're covering his story as well. And I recommend it. Hmm. Uh, I'm check that out. Good. Definitely worth a watch. And I I haven't turned it into a tradition, but I could probably watch it again. I'm gonna maybe watch it on my Christmas break this year. So. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the different one I have to the table. So, uh, as far as Christmas TV, uh, so uh, Matt, did you want to uh, Matt Herring? Did you want to take it away on that one? Do you have a TV Christmas show TV. list? Yeah. Oh man, uh, so many Christmas specials. <laughs> <laughs> right. Star uh, Wars I Christmas special. For TV, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, like the, the like uh, was the Muppets Christmas specials they used to do uh, on their old TV show. Man, I used to watch those every year. And then uh, the Peanuts Christmas special they show at nauseum. That one this is, year. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, you know uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. They show that twenty times a year. Yeah, um, and I, I still like that one, even though the I'd love to see them update some of those old, uh, those old shows where the where the uh, stop motion animation is kind of kind of showing its age now. Yeah, yeah, there's like a million of those. Um, all the different stop motion, claymation, uh, like Christmas shows. Yeah, it's Rudolph, Santa Claus coming to town, and like yeah, just so many others. Frosty. Yep. Yeah, Frosty the Snowman. And after that, it kind of goes downhill. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. But like they brought out at least one. I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say they brought out at least one of those a year for like a decade. Mm-hmm. 
They, have, they made new ones every year? Uh, for a while. I mean, there's like two different Santa Claus movies. One of them where uh, Mrs. Claus has to go and try to get it to snow in the south, and she meets two different brothers, <laughs> and then... Oh, oh, it's bad. It's it sounds so bad. sounds pretty bad. Oh, it's horrible, but it's almost like a train wreck. You, you don't want to watch it, but you can't stop. <laughs> right. Anybody yeah, else yeah. got... Oh, sorry. Anybody no, else got any uh, shows? There was a claymation Santa Claus uh, movie that used to come on, and I think I recorded it, uh, my grandparents did for me, and it was called The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. And it's like these mm. sort of like wood nymphs and wizards, like sort of like find Santa Claus and um, uh, I guess uh, raise him and sort of like show him around the world and teach him about different cultures. And there's like these like demons that are coming after Santa Claus to like stop him from bringing <laughs> presents around the world. And like, it's awesome. It's claymation. Like the demons look cool. Uh, it's, it was one of my favorites. That sounds absolutely insane. I gotta find that. <laughs> Anybody else? I mean, I, I I watched all those claymation ones when I was little and stuff, so they hold a special place in my heart. So yeah. I don't I don't I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. I didn't watch that Bill Murray special on Netflix or anything. Oh yeah, um, I saw that last year. Yeah, I forgot about that one. So the, 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 the Grinch Stole Christmas. I mean, that, oh, yeah. the, the original animation, I think that's the most oh. classic one for me. Yeah. I mean, you're really in the holiday spirit then. And, and like you said, the, the, the Peanuts one, really good. Really good. All those, man. Can't go wrong. Um, kind of a, this is kind of a, maybe a difficult one, but uh, any, like... <laughs> Games you want to visit every Christmas break when you're home for the holidays? Is there anything that you revisit every year? Uh, any is there any any kind of Christmassy game that you that you're into? I don't know. That might be <laughs> hard to answer, but just throwing mm -hmm. it out there. Um, I don't play like a Christmassy game, but usually if I'm like home for a while, me and the sis break out the uh, Super Nintendo and play a lot of old Super Nintendo games. We have like Donkey Kong Country and stuff and. Stuff like that so mm -hmm. and not really like christmas christmas themed or anything but it's just it's something we do if we have the time off and like can do it but we'll sit there for hours and play this stuff i do the same thing man i i, I that's when i um got into metroid was over a christmas break one year i just started playing that and i was like oh this is this is amazing so um, i'm gonna be doing that again this year with some new game i don't know what yet but it'll be a retro game There was a there was a what Christmas Nights game for Sega Saturn, I believe. Yeah, I don't think I ever played that. <laughs> Those games are pretty good, man. It it sucks how the Saturn like never had much of a, a go in America. It, it was pretty huge in Japan, but uh, yeah, they had some good stuff, man. The Panzer Dragoon series as well was really good, but that's a tangent. Anyway, mm. Christmas Nights Christmas <laughs> game was was pretty good. And it sucks that it's hard to emulate Saturn. It's damn near impossible. So uh, definitely recommend that if you if you uh, have a chance. So uh, moving on from this topic into the next one, uh, it's kind of a related one. Do you have – what are your guys' like uh, 
you know, other than getting a tree or whatever, the normal bullshit, do you have any particular family traditions at Christmas time for you? <laughs> Anybody? Uh, yeah, I don't really, I mean, I, I, if I go home, it's usually just we watch a Christmas story and just hang out and just sitting around the fire with family watching that movie like fucking a million times. <laughs> so right. just talking, catching up and stuff. Uh, yeah. Just because like my family's changed so much over the years, like, you know, like I, my parents aren't together. They're, they have other families and they have those family, the, uh, my like stepbrothers and sisters have kids and stuff. So like, I'm just kind of there watching these kids like do Christmas. So, and right. they have like their own traditions, but it's not really like mine because I'm like barely there, like in Kentucky for most of the year. So I don't really have any because plus like most of us here don't have families yet. So <laughs> it's like hard to have like, like, but uh, yeah, and I think the older you get, you kind of lose some of that stuff with your family. I mean, yeah. for my family anyway, since it's changed so much, but I'm sure some of that stuff continues with some of you guys. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like you, Maddie. It's like, we've got a big family and if I go home or, or let's say before I left, you know, like do a bunch of stuff Christmas Eve, see a bunch of family and then Christmas morning, do like the main family and then go back out and see more of the extended family at lunch or something. Um, as I got a little older, I started like we'd see like the, the Christmas Day movie, whatever it was, um, you know, kind of do that. Um, I think since I've been in LA, if I'm not going home and it's Christmas day, we're like, we're going to go, you know, we'll open presents and stuff and then we'll go see a movie or three, you know, three movies with your whole family. <laughs> no. Well, if I'm here in LA oh, okay, like yeah, yeah, yeah. and like if her mom comes to visit us on Christmas day or something, I guess that's the thing. Like usually if I'm at home, my dad is like, all right, well, we're going to go see, um, there's usually like a Christmas movie that he like wants to see or something. Mm-hmm. or not even a christmas movie it might just be like a cool action movie like i'm sure when i go home it'll be star wars it'll be like yeah. Let's that's what i'm trying to make a tradition in my family my fa- like now that they're coming out every christmas season i mean i'm gonna be seeing it on the uh, like opening day but like i did with force awakens last year i'm going to uh see if i can get everybody together and i'll see it for the second time and everybody else see it for the first time but that's what I'm trying to do. And also to see uh, Silence this year, the uh, Scorsese movie. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing that on Tuesday. Oh, shit. Is that, is that coming out in L.A. earlier? Um, be, I, I, um, get, uh, I can sign up for screenings. Shit. What time on Tuesday, man? Uh, well, um, I'll, it, can I'll, I go? I'll look and I'll see if I can, like, if you and I could, you have to go with me is the thing. Okay. Um, yeah, and I can invite one person, so it's like I've, I've got uh, a, another friend that we've been doing this this stuff together. But um, I'll see if I can get you on one. Okay, cool. Because that that involves, you know, like a pretty cool yes, part of Japan's history that, and it's a Scorsese movie, so it's just I don't know. It's yeah, definitely interested Japan, in that one. Japan, yeah, definitely. Um. So, yeah. All right. Uh, anybody else want to answer that? Anybody else got any kind of like weird, uh, uh, Christmas, uh, traditions or anything in their house? Well, I don't know about weird, but you know, my wife and I've been here for 14 years and, uh, my parents and her parents both live in the same town. So we usually spend either a Christmas Eve or Christmas morning with my parents. 
and have, you know, either a, a dinner, you know, if it's Christmas Eve or brunch, if it's Christmas morning, and then spend the afternoon with her parents and, you know, her brother and his wife come over and we play a lot of board games and stuff. You know, uh, if the TV's on, it's usually on football because uh, both sides of the family are really big football fanatics. Um, but we have a whole thing for opening the presents because there's so many kids around now. And, and it, it's really cool. Um, you know, sometimes Die Hard will be playing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's the Christmas film. Um, and it just, you know, it, it's pretty cool. I mean, that's one of the plus sides of having a, a, a family. I'm my only child, so having the big family that I bigger family that I kind of married into it, it's kind of neat now because you know it's like I get to see what everybody else kind of had you know uh, nice. a bunch of people opening presents at once oh, so cool. it's pretty neat I get really jealous when I like see like my like uh, some of my family members the little kids my dad would be like oh here's an envelope with money I'm like thanks dad and then he's like oh I got all these kids Lego Star Wars like a Lego set and I'm like why didn't I get a Lego Star Wars set? Don't you love me? <laughs> and he's like, ain't you grown? And I go, no. Buy your own baby <laughs> you buy your... No, you buy it for me. Because I won't buy it on my own. My uh, three-year-old cousin has gotten into, speaking of this kind of stuff, my three-year-old cousin has gotten into Ninja Turtles lately. And oh, I was, nice. was telling my brother... Uh, I mean, not my cousin, my nephew, man. Sorry. I don't know my fucking family terms. Uh, my nephew. So I was telling my brother, uh, you know, we might be watching Ninja Turtles together, man. It's my, <laughs> We're going to be enjoying it the same amount. Yeah, right? Over the holidays. You just, just try not to uh, corrupt him too much with the new films. Oh, yeah. No, we won't be watching that one. We'll watch There's the Nickelodeon one. Uh, but there you go. Now that's good. I like yeah. it. I yeah, that one's movie. real good. I think that's the one that he watches too already. I it probably talk is. to my brother. Yeah. Because it's the only thing it's out. Yeah, I've been really, really disappointed because I can get either of my kids to enjoy Ninja Turtles. You're like, this is I feel, like, I feel like a failure as a father. <laughs> 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 what, are they, what are they like? most is you know, like are they into the kind of like nerdy stuff as well or well they're into minecraft like my oldest one especially is in okay. minecraft it watches a lot of youtube videos and stuff and i try to filter it but god only knows what he's getting into <laughs> check out that history I'm, man <laughs> i know right i try to i try to scroll through it and make sure he's Staying on the let's play videos and stuff, you know, and not <laughs> not wandering off into dark corners of YouTube. <laughs> is it is it hard for him to watch like a full uh, episode of something? Because I've what we've heard before, what what I've heard before is that kids these days they uh, it's like they're so used to watching like quick YouTube videos that they, it's hard to even watch a full episode of a show now. Yeah, they'll get. Do you find that's the case with your kids? It can't. My youngest, uh, he'll watch this stuff on like Amazon Prime because they both have Kindles. We wouldn't buy him iPads, but we did buy him Kindle Fires, 
and, okay. uh, and and because there's a lot more kids comment content on Amazon Prime than there is on some of these other uh, streaming channels and stuff. Yeah. And so he'll watch some of the stuff that's on a lot of Amazon original kid shows are really good. Okay. Um, so he'll sit down and watch that. Minute show and be fine. But if I try to sit him down for a movie, he's up and wandering around in like 15 minutes. Right. Um, okay. So I haven't really been able to get him into movies too much. My oldest will watch. Uh, <laughs> he loves Top okay. Gear and he like just need to play Forza Two, Forza Horizon Two on my Xbox when when I'm not in here on it. So he's getting into cars, which I'm kind of proud of because I love some car guy. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, but other than that, man, it, it it's mostly. No, 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 no! You get out of here, child. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whoa! What's happening? Uh -oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh no! <laughs> That's called production value, boys. Yeah, we just had a scene happen in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My love, you look a ass in here. Did you hear about Top Gear and Forza? We've been listening at the door waiting for his opportunity. <laughs> oh, man. That's my life now. <laughs> this is my life. This is my life. Cool. So moving on from this, just wanted to plug real quick. We're going to have a best of 2016 episode in a week or two. Uh, still going Better to... Better wait for that Rogue One to drop. Yeah, we want to wait <laughs> till uh, this year's pretty much out of the way. So uh, we're going to wait a little bit longer, but just going to plug that real quick. And uh, now we're moving on to, I guess, we're moving on to the trailer segment, everybody. We made it. So... Uh, I think the big one this week was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. What did you guys think? Trash. Really? <laughs> what? Are you Stefan Part 2, man? I wish Stefan stayed on for this segment, by the way. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I liked it. I, I just wasn't necessarily, like, I didn't think it was as good as the first one. Okay. Um, there were things I liked in it, of course. I mean, I'm going to see this movie, but... I'm just waiting for the next part. I really don't know what's happening in the movie, like, besides, like, Baby Groot's there. And there's gonna be explosions and big monsters being fought, which I, which I'm totally down for. I just was like, oh wow, I don't like know who the villain is. I don't really know what's going on, where they're at after the events of the first one. And I know there's gonna be more trailers, but uh, I thought it was okay. I mean, I'm gonna see it. I like the first one a lot. So those are just my thoughts after seeing it. James, you've been quiet. Yeah, I just saw it uh, earlier this afternoon, and I actually do really enjoy it. And I liked all the giant, like, space worms. I like how they're going, like, even a lot weirder with a lot of the stuff that's up there, like, bring on Mantis and, uh, like, a bunch of new characters. Like, it's sort of, like, in the last one, they, you know, a lot of the aliens and stuff were still somewhat kind of human-looking or, like, human with, like, different uh, color skin, similar to, like, how they're doing, like, Star Trek Stuff like that, and like, I'm just liking seeing a lot more weird stuff out in space, and how they're doing. Like, I, I too, like, don't really know too much about it other than like what's been said back at Comic Con, like how uh, they're bringing Ergo. Uh, but 
Yeah, a lot of times with these trailers, it's like a couple of the early ones are usually more for, I don't know, more sense of feeling what you're supposed to get out of the film rather than straight up story. So yeah, I'm sure we'll uh, see more in like later trailers of the actual plot, but I even really think the last, uh, like for Guardians 1, any other trailers exactly had the plot there. But overall, I still like like what they're doing with it, and Drax is still hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was funny. I I thought it was great. I'm I'm uh the main thing is I was just glad to hear another song, man. I was getting tired of that fucking song. I know they have <laughs> I know they want to have like brand recognition and have that song in there, like okay, this is the Guardian song, you know, Uga Chaka, like let's play it. But I'm so glad that. They played that song. It was a good song. It fit. Uh, it didn't seem mm. like... I don't know. It's just a... No, other than Star Wars, no one's really hitting like this, like the really fun sci-fi thing anymore. Mm-hmm. We've had... That's pretty dope. Yeah, but that doesn't look even quite as fun as this one, though, to me. Th- that one, it, it seems like it'll be good. I will definitely be seeing that movie. I, I like Luke Besson a lot. Fifth Element, one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time. But uh, I would say, if I'm judging from the trailers alone, Guardians looks more fun, mm-hmm. and I'm a huge fan of oldies. I, you know, so I don't know. I like that aspect of the movie a lot, and I like I like the humor. I don't know, Guardians Guardians Volume One and Winter Soldier, maybe Civil War. Like they're like my top Marvel movies. So I'm excited. I'm way down. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Did you go, Joey? I did not. Um, I, I, I thought it was pretty funny. I watched it again today because um, I know we watched it yesterday on my phone and couldn't really hear it. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm excited to see more of it. Um, I liked it. Like, you know, Drax is like jumping into that like crazy looking monster. And the funny the thing is like the, the monster is just kind of funny looking. It was like something that would be in like a cartoon or something. He's got like, you know, so wobbly tentacles and a circle mouth with teeth. And, like, you see that quick scene where he's, like, I guess trying to, like, stab his way out of something. Yeah, yeah. Inside the beast. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it looks like it's going to be, uh, you know, good and um, just as, like, kind of funny and crazy as the original. Or the exactly. first one, I should say. Mm-hmm. Herring, what do you think? Uh, I, uh, I was really impressed with it. Uh, I love the fact the humor is still there. Uh the interactions between uh, Rocket Raccoon and Baby Groot were some of the funniest stuff I've seen in a trailer uh, since probably the original uh, Guardians of the Galaxy trailers. Um, I'm glad they're keeping... Uh, it looks like it's going to be pretty self-contained, but I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of setup for Infinity War in the actual film. Um, so that's the only thing that kind of has me on edge about the, the movie uh, is because... You know, it's going to be a galactic threat, and that and Thor Ragnarok are the only two movies coming out next year that'll kind of set that up. Um, so I'm really worried about it, whether or not it's going to be a self-contained film. You know, that's why I liked so much about the first game, Galaxy, was that it was pretty much a self-contained story. There was very little interaction, you know, outside of their universe. Uh, so... But I'm consciously optimistic. I love the first. It's one of my favorite Marvel films. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite sci-fi films of 2014 uh, oh, altogether. So. Definitely. 
So, so I'm uh, I'm excited. I love the trailer. I like the fact they didn't give too much away. You know, uh, the mantis scene was hilarious. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'm completely down. Baby Groot. Mm-hmm. What can you say, Baby Groot? Like it's Baby a people. he's like a core member, but completely different this time around. That's that's an interesting yeah. aspect, I think. Wearing a little Star Lord jacket as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Stefan's the only guy here in on the podcast that seems to be kind of like against Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm I'm not really sure why, and he needs to come on the next episode and explain himself. I know because uh, I, I don't because his experience watching the first one was ruined. Like he explained that he didn't have a good experience watching it, and it was like a weird situation. Which can totally take you out of a movie. I mean, I've seen movies where people are talking or, you know, doing something else. I'm like, oh man, that like, that sucked. But I'm like, well, maybe that movie was good, so I'll check it out when I can rent it or go see it again. But like, it's just weird that like he just saw it the once. Like it I've watched that like movie literally bizarre. like six or seven times. Yeah, exactly. Like this is a this is a top tier. This isn't like. This isn't Thor 2. This is a top-tier Marvel movie. <laughs> I like Thor 2. Calm down. I liked it too, but I don't know. I, I we, could talk, we, get in that, we could get in that later. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty highly regarded one, you know? This is... It's just strange. I think it's strange, especially since he likes Star Wars. Maybe he thinks that it's like... He, it's, I know. it's getting in the way of his Star Wars love in some way, or it's fronting on his steez. You know, I don't know. Well, I mean, come on. It's not like we've had Star Wars movies till recently, like good ones. Right. So, I don't know. I'm always, like, I, I love anything that looks sci-fi and like, you know, I don't know. I, I think it looks good. <laughs> so, I'll see it. I just want to know more of what's going on, like where <laughs> where everyone's at and stuff like that. And, I, and you know, I'm the guy, like, and we're, we're a little different because we do watch a lot of movies and like some of that stuff that's made for like, no, like, just to get reactions from people, be like, "Oh, get excited about this!" I'm like, "Okay, I'm already excited. I, I was ready after the first movie ended." Right. So it's like I want to know what's going on. I want to know what the characters are going through and all that stuff. So I'm sure I'll probably be like, "Oh God, trailer two is so good." Oh, you just want you want more specifics? <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know what's going on. I didn't go to Comic Con. I don't like. I try not to read up tons of shit on like movies a lot of the time, unless I'm like a super fan of. Uh, well, like, like so, Star Wars, Rogue One. I know a little bit about what's going on with that. Um, like, if when Predator comes out next year, I'll definitely know everything that's going on in that film. <laughs> but um, you know, it's like uh, just films like this. I'm just like I'm just trying not to watch a lot of stuff or read a lot of stuff. I'm just like ah, I just kind of just want to see what happens. Like, just watch official trailers, not. Well, yeah. I, I I think that they're going to delve more into. Uh, it's probably even going to center around his dad. Yeah, that was oh, yeah, kind of like the big uh, cliffhanger, or whatever, in the last one, and of course Chris Pratt, he's he's the main character of the movie. He's part of the movie. He's never going to say anything bad about the movie, but he did tweet or say something in an interview saying that when he read the script, it made him cry. So, I think we're in for some like really emotional scenes, and it's like when you when you watch the original Guardians of the Galaxy, it's it pretty much like it. It tries to not be that serious most of the time. Every time they're about to have a moment, they kind of undercut it with humor real quick. 
except for a couple scenes, like the the opening scene with the mother dying and all those scenes with his mother that revolve around his mother, the two main ones, I guess. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. those aren't undercut, and I think that was a really good choice. Uh, <clears throat> just to like you get the like one shot of like him crying and all that, and it's in a movie that's like full of like crazy aliens and uh you know space adventure and and humor that's kind of undercutting everything all the other uh parts of it it grounds itself in those scenes so i i personally hope that this one will have that kind of pacing again and i'm pretty sure it will james gunn seems so capable you know yeah yeah no who would have thought that the guy who did Tromeo and Juliet could make a good Marvel space sci-fi yeah, movie? He's from fucking the Troma <laughs> Camp, man. Right? Fucking yeah, Killer Tomatoes and shit. He's fucking doing the biggest movies of the year. Yeah, I know. And he's got a horror movie coming out. Yeah, uh, the Belko. Well, the Belko experiment. I will see it. Yeah. And also, yeah, I saw the Red Band one earlier. Yeah, I watched Super, it. I it looks I, like a bit of uh, battle royale uh, in like an office setting. Yeah, it, 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 that excites me. <laughs> That's my first time hearing of that right now. Yeah, it just yeah, came definitely out. Uh, check it out. Yeah, the trailer dropped a couple days ago. It seems like it could be pretty interesting. Like. Uh, my girlfriend's a big horror fan, and we were uh, talking about it, and she was saying like how a lot of horror films uh, today is a lot more about like uh, the bigger kills and stuff like Saw movies, and that's like what gets people into it, whereas it used to be about like you know, uh, slasher, like the early slasher films like Halloween and stuff like that, about you care about the characters and like that tension there is like what makes it a horror film. And so, like, what they're could possibly be trying to do with the film is the fact that, like, uh, Andrew, I know you haven't seen the trailer yet, but it's like these office workers are like trapped. Uh, there's like metal shutters that go up, and the loudspeaker basically says, "All right, kill three people, or we kill six. Jesus. And then, okay. So uh, they're discussing about what's going on. They're tr- obviously like first want to try escape. And then someone's head explodes and they find out they all have like little detonation devices in their heads. And so as it goes on, it's then like, all right, now kill 10 people or we kill 20 or kill 30 or we kill 60. And so it's like, then the people like are, it's an idea of like, if you're in that situation, would you be willing to do that? Like, would and like as they're talking to Charlie, like one guy's like, I have a wife and kids, they need me, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get out of this. And so, he's sort of starting to get both of like the mass body count, but at the same time, like starting to see these people that have like worked together like start to turn on each other or like uh, see how they deal with that situation. So, it's kind of like a mix of both. So it could be interesting, like whether it's a good film or not, like that could uh, at least like coming from James Gunn seems like an interesting concept. Did he direct it? Uh, Direct and wrote, I think. Really? So he did like a 
like a low budget film in between Guardians one and two. Yeah, is that what happened? Yeah, it looks like that. Okay, I'll check it out. I I became a big fan of James Gunn after Super, mm-hmm. and he it's also worked on a video game. Yeah, Slither. We saw oh, a bunch of us saw that back at Superhouse. Yeah, that movie was fucking great. I need did a part I, two. Did I watch That's what that? What he should have done. Uh, I don't know. Slither. Probably not. You don't like those, those horror movies. I like them. I'm just—it's just not my like top genre. Mm-hmm. I think Belko Experiment looks okay. I, I was not like it. I like I'll watch it. I like James Gunn, but mm-hmm. I was just like, eh, you know, like I don't know. I think Matt and I were went on a tangent about werewolf movies, and that's what I need next in my horror <laughs> genre. Like, uh, what I need to happen. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, it looks cool. I just, I don't know, sometimes like that kind of like, I mean, if it has like a good story and it's not just for the effect of like what James was kind of talking about, of like, oh, let's just how many, see how many gory kills we can get in a film. It could be cool, but I'm just afraid yeah. it's going to end up just being like, a, oh, here, look how many people we killed. Look at this. Yeah, I could and be it, completely wrong. It seems like a little bit like, like Saw. Like people trapped in a room that have to do something. Yeah. yeah. Not. Not exactly. I'd say the uh, battle royale comparison was actually yeah, more yeah. out because these people actually have a tracker. Like when they went to work at this place called I think it's called Belco Industries, mm-hmm. and uh, they actually have a tracker inserted at the base of their spinal cord or or base of their brain, um, and so it's kind of the same thing as the collars in the in. In better way else, so I'd say that is probably a more apt comparison. Um, and it could go in some really interesting, you know, really interesting directions. Good lord. Um, because uh, I fully expect James Gunn to, to upend, you know, the expectations at some point in the film. Yeah, yeah, that's why uh, I have a bit more just, faith uh, in it. it yeah, so oh, sorry. Go the ahead. trailer, the trailer didn't grab your eye, Maddie, at all. You were like, eh, "It's okay." It, it looks, it looks all right. I, I'm just, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know really what I'm into. Like, why? I mean, the next thing I really want to see is fucking Star Wars. So, yeah, that's like where my mind is right now for like what I'm excited about. Got um, my tickets for Thursday night. Yeah, I'm just gonna try to go across the street and see it after I get off work on Thursday. They said that there's going to be no sequel to Rogue One either, so this further Good. confirms wow. my theories well, about it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's well, what's going to... It's called Episode 4. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. New Hope. Well, yeah, sure, sure, sure. You're right, you're right. Uh, well, I don't... I, yeah, I mean, I don't need a sequel. I mean, if anything, this film... Rogue One is going to be the most depressing and sad. Like, you're not... Like, these characters are just... Like, they're going to die, probably. Mm-hmm. So you can't like you can love them, but they only get one film. They're only they are the rogue team. They are the team that go in and steal the plans, and we all know that didn't go. People risked their lives and died to get these plans. So you know, For the that's why. Yeah, I mean, that's why it's going to be such an interesting Star Wars film. Is like you're actually going to see these characters like from the start of a film, and then just like you might not see them. Like some of them are going to die throughout as the, as we go through this film. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, this, I, I don't know. This is, gonna be the, super... this is gonna be the dirty dozen of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, 
I can't wait. They're all gonna die. Yeah. It's getting me more hyped. Yeah, dude. I'm super excited just to see the events and how Vader plays into it. And yeah, like As... I, I'm, assu- I'm assuming Ben Mendelsohn's character won't last very long either, since he's not in any <laughs> of the other films. So, dude, I'm I've I know I've of course seen the trailer and I know Vader's in the movie, but every time I watch the trailer and Vader comes on, I'm like, oh yeah, Vader's in the shit. Yeah, because so, I just don't <laughs> expect him to come on again, but he there he is, and I know that uh, James Earl Jones recorded new uh, uh, lines too. You know they. I always forget he's he's still around, man. He's still doing yeah. shit. Maddie, like as you were saying before, like with this film and a lot more films recently, I've been not like looking into as much detail on them. Like for Rogue One, I think I watched one or two trailers for it, but that's it. Haven't seen the final trailer and so but so it's like I'm trying to go in at with little knowledge as possible for it. And it's like yeah. one thing I like to remember enjoying reading was like speculation on the film. And it's like I hope Vader is played like Jason. Like, since these aren't Jedi going up against them, these aren't like, you know, Luke or Han or any of the heroes that we know of. These are just supposed to be like the grunts. I want him to just be like walking down a hallway, like tearing people apart. This is this is what I want. I want him <laughs> and Donnie. I want Vader to have to fight Donnie Yen, and Vader be like, "Oh, I'm a badass, whatever." And then Donnie Yen almost kill Vader. And you're like, oh, shit, he's just Force-sensitive, but Vader's so, like, you know, like, he's like, I got all this new power, and blah, 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 and he's not like the Vader we know in, you know, like, Return or anything, or even A New Hope. This is, like, a younger, this is a younger Vader we're getting, you know? So I hope he's kind of, like, not confident in his, or, like, he's confident, but, like, just that fight could be so cool. If Donnie Yen could almost beat him, and then Vader does something to kill him in the end, I'd be like, oh, shit, that's so fucking cool. Just because he's just force sensitive, I would just love that. That like, like a kung fu master, dude. Like, oh, mm-hmm. he's so fucking sweet. Yes, I, I like, like completely the other direction. Yeah, I want to spend a whole movie tearing people up. Yeah, and then Vader to come on the scene and Donnie and wind up and Vader just ripping shreds. Just show you exactly how powerful Vader is. That would be sweet. Following this dude. Yeah, I like that idea too. Has been tearing them apart, you know, tearing up bad guys, stormtroopers left, right, and then Vader comes on saying just force chokes and slams against the wall, force lightnings his ass, and he's a charred little person. You're like, holy crap, what just happened? I I, I mean, I'm also open to that concept as well. (laughs) Uh, I I just, the thing that I'm very, like, the thing that I, the thing that upsets me the most is, is that, like, I really would love to see a Vader fight a Jedi, um, like in the movie universe, yeah. with like like good yeah. fight choreography and good technology. Because like I love Star Wars, man. I love the original trilogy. I love it, but it's like the choreography is kind of shitty. And it was good for the time. It's like I love the movie Highlander, but that's some of the worst sword fighting I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love Highlander. Though. Like I would love a remake of Highlander. Like if anything needs to be remade. I would I would be like yeah let's remake Highlander that's a great idea, um, but uh, but um like I, that's what I would love to see some that's why I'd like to see Donnie Yen since he's the only one who seems to understand the Force from what I've gathered from the trailers so that's why I want that moment of just like maybe Vader isn't as like at this point this Vader is not as all powerful as like you know he is and as scary as he is in A New Hope. 
But um, I mean, he could get that way, or you know, even like if, like you said, if it's like in the opening of uh, Force Unleashed, where you're just walking around killing Wookies like a motherfucker, dude, I'd totally be down <laughs> with that too. So I mean, it'll just be cool to see Vader because I think that was like the big thing when people were like, oh, are we gonna get Vader in this movie? Are we not? Like, what's gonna happen? You know? And then as soon as they showed him, you're like, oh fuck, what's gonna happen? With with Donnie Yen's character, he seems to be kind of a Jedi type, but he has just a bow staff type weapon right he he doesn't have a, a lightsaber at all at least they haven't shown it am i right, right. no he's just supposed to be sensitive right. to the force like mas katana okay so like, that's, that's like a whole other is that a category like force sensitive yeah it's yes, i mean yeah yeah it's basically an untrained jedi yeah, yeah since was... uh obi-wan and yoda are in hiding at this point they're the only two jedi known that are left so like, if you McGregor shows up the... from the shit, I'm gonna lose my mind. Just saying. You <laughs> <laughs> and McGregor said recently that, and of course he doesn't know for sure because he hasn't seen any new scripts. I'm sure, but his he said that his theory is that Ray is related to Obi Wan. At least that's that's what he wants. I mean, Roby. I mean, Obi Wan's a, a handsome looking motherfucker. I mean, he probably got down with some ladies while he was on tattooing. Oh, for sure, <laughs> man. I'm just saying. He's I mean, that would be. That would be awesome. I would love to, like, I love the idea of a Han Solo movie. I love the idea of, like, Rogue One. I love that. I love anything else they want to do. But Jesus Christ, give fucking Ewan McGregor an Obi-Wan movie where he can actually <laughs> fucking act in it. Like, that right. would be dope. Like, right. just him on Tatooine, like, some guys try like, just make it like a fucking samurai movie where some guys, like, you know, like Lone Wolf and Cub or some shit where, like, seven guys had come to Tatooine to try to kill a... Uh, to kill Luke or whatever, and he just has to defend him. That'd be dude, fucking dope, the, man. I'd yo, Jimbo, good. yo, Jimbo with Obi Wan, yeah. dude. Yeah. He just he goes in and like helps yeah. uh, helps little uh, you know, villages on Tatooine and shit. There's dude. actually in the uh, recent Marvel Star Wars comics in the yeah, main yeah, one. What I'm about. Yeah, there's an issue where it's uh, telling of Obi Wan as he's like maybe Luke's like seven or eight years old or something like he's still kind of in hiding doesn't want anyone to know he's a Jedi but like Jabba the Hutt's like henchmen are you know roughing people up killing people for their water since they're in a huge drought and he's like debating whether to like help these people if it would make it worse or not and like it's actually a really good comic and I could definitely see like uh, a film being based off of that so that's all I want. Cool Obi-Wan movie. It could happen. Yeah, I mean, at this point, there's going to be Star Wars films. We're going to be gone, guys. We will not be living on this earth. And there'll be Star Wars films we can't see. <laughs> <laughs> so upset. <laughs> there's going to be comic book movies, too, to that point. I mean, there's going to be yeah. probably extended Phase 27 of Marvel Universe after we're dead. You know? Yeah. So... <sighs> It's, uh, yeah, man, it kind of, th that kind of sucks. Yeah, this is the saddest Super Health podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, did we want to talk about any of the new PlayStation trailers real quick? Yeah, we do. It's called Last of Us Part 2, because yeah, I should let no. <laughs> you know. I pissed about, man. Uh, she's pissed about everything. Yeah. yeah. But she's like, you know, she's playing guitar in a house full of oh, dead yeah. people, so... <laughs> Yeah, she done murdered those people too. Well, do you, here, here's the thing: Do you think she, did she murder them, or, or oh, was yeah. she like, or was she in like a, a a little like you know a little neighborhood, 
and she came back from hunting or whatever and found a bunch of her peeps murdered and she's like well i'm just gonna sit here and play some sad tunes and then you know uh main dude walks in i forget his name joel joel, joel. yeah and she's like uh you know we're starting this is where part two starts we're about to fuck some shit up this I is saw... what i this is what i hope happened sorry james I oh, hope ahead. that the events that Joey just described happened before she rolled into that town and took out those motherfuckers. I was like, oh, hey, here's a guitar. I'm just going to sing a song about what I just fucked up all these people. <laughs> <laughs> because my favorite part of Last of Us is when you get to play as Ellie. And like you're just like, because you play this whole game as a man who can basically take out anything. And then it's like, okay, time to relearn. You get to play as a little girl that you can't even choke people out. And it's like, damn it. So, like, to play as Ellie as an adult and see what she can do now, super excited about that aspect of, like, how violent you can be, like, like which, uh, I don't know. That makes me so excited. The trailer was awesome. I can't wait. I'm glad that, I mean, I knew there wasn't, there wasn't going to be a moment where they're like, oh, we're not going to make another Last of Us. But there's sometimes, sometimes time passes and I go, did people forget how good that game was? Because I need more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. But... Oh, yeah, I just want to quickly say, like, two things about that. It's like, yeah, it was actually interesting. A lot of people are like, some of them were like, the first one was so good. Do we need another? And, like, there's actually yeah. an interview with the directors basically saying, like, you know, they took some time to see, like, what story they should do that would uh, be good enough to be an actual sequel to theirs. So that's good that they're at least thinking of that and not just doing, like, a sequel just to do a sequel. Right. And one uh, speculation that I saw that could be interesting, like, I don't know, they could pull it off is the reason, like, since supposedly the story is all about hate and anger, uh, that some people speculate, like, that Joel that we saw there is just in her head and he's been killed. Oh, and shit. that's her, like, in James, don't say it. Don't say it out loud. But yeah, like, that could be interesting. I still actually have to play the first one once I get my PS4 in like uh, March or you've something. You never played it, James. I know uh, little bits of it, but get I need out to... of this podcast. James, right we now. have to have an intervention I... here, real quick, man. What the I know, fuck? I need, I need to get a PS4. Both yeah, that, I'm gonna I... head out. Okay, have a good one. Yeah, All right, see, see you, man. I gotten uh, Last of Us remastered. Um, I guess when it came out, like around after the PS4 came out and I played a little bit of it. And after seeing this trailer again, it's like, I want to go like actually finish it. Uh, you I mean, finished I, it. I, I played the PS3 version. Like I've, I've beaten the game. I played the game. I did. Oh, okay. All right. Off. All right. But like the remastered, it's like HD, you know, 60 frames. So like with the new TV and everything, I, I really want to get into it again. And just like pump that music, man. The last of us series has, has entered my pantheon <laughs> of games that I will beat every time they come out. Like, Uncharted, uh, every Street Fighter game, Injustice, and Arkham, and now Last of Us. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking excited, man. Yeah, I, I, I was really surprised when we saw uh, a new Uncharted game. I know it's not with, um, oh god, I'm just forgetting names today. Um, oh yeah, it's the girl. Yeah, I don't know much about that game because yeah, I've I mean, only played the first one. It seems like. Um, yeah, I guess we're getting a whole new series. It's with his daughter, right? That's how the last one ended? No, this one is <clears throat> uh, the woman from, I believe it's the second one. 
um, the kind of Weird. woman that that he, he sort of treks out with. Who? God, I can't remember the guy's name. Who's the Who's the main character's name? In, oh, it's uh, Nathan uh, Fillion, dude. Think, uh, no, <laughs> Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Drake, thank you, uh, yeah, yeah. Nathan Drake. Um, I don't even know. Yeah, how the fuck did There was a there was a brunette, I believe it was from the second one, and she was kind of like a she was kind of like him. Uh, she you know she's on the I guess the the journey with him. So I guess it's sort of taken her perspective in a new story. Okay. That's, I think it's a weird choice. Like just make it a direct sequel to the last one. Like make it as, make it his daughter, make her like, I mean, they I might mean, do that. You know, just, make, make like... her a kid, make her a kid. Even that'll be, that'll change the whole dynamic. Don't even make her grow up. You know, that would be, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Maybe I mean, even like, just... I, look, I know it'll probably be a great game. It's Uncharted. It has to be a good game. But uh, as far as, uh, I think it'd be cool to have like a Stranger Things type of vibe where you're like, like a group of kids. I'm Dude, I'm just thinking this on the spot. You're a group of kids that are in over your head and I don't know. Anyway, I think it'd be cool. Anyway, no, I'd love so, to see that. Like... Yeah, I like the go yeah, I like the Goonies basically, but yeah, yeah Goonies meets cool. Uncharted. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Naughty Dog, get on it. I'll play that game. Yeah, fuck Hell yeah. yeah. Game. You've acquired slick shoes. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got booby traps. Yeah, you got, you've upgraded booby traps to level three. Oh, dude. Why doesn't you've, this exist? You've now acquired what the, I said. The, uh, the, 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 what is it, the, uh, the punching <laughs> glove, boxing glove. You've met, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Thor, but Sloth. Sloth, Sloth. yeah. You've met Sloth. You've done I play it. <laughs> what were you saying, Joey? A truffle or a trophy, truffle shovel. What? What did I say? You were saying something about Uncharted. I'm sorry, I got on this tangent. Uh, no, I mean just the fact, like, um, I mean they could do that in in the future with the with Nathan Drake's uh, daughter. Right. Um, yeah. So I mean, I don't know exactly what what this is, uh, what this story is about, or what. You know what they so. Yeah, they're going to do the thing where it's like Nathan Drake gets like held hostage and his daughter has to go find her papa, but they're estranged and then they like get back together. I mean, I play that game. It sounds great. Yeah. Why not? Any other trailers? Uh, I don't think I think The Last of Us Part 2 is the only thing I watched. It's the only thing I was really interested in. Uh, I was what, what else did they 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 announced Knack Two, which was Knack One was this uh kind of like platformer type of game, for that came out like on the uh, on launch day for PS4, and I played this actually I borrowed it from a friend when I first got my PlayStation Four and it's just okay I can't believe they're making a sequel to this. Yeah, it's, I think it's what I, and I read something today. It's like you know it's kind of just a lackluster game and it's basically they just sort of made it. Um, sort of as like you know it's almost like a feature length game demo of kind of what the playstation 4 could do right right, um, right you know as far as processing power and all that type of stuff and i mean maybe it did decently for maybe the money they made it and so i guess they whoever made it the company is like we could still like you know make this a thing we just like actually make a better game that's you know worth it i guess right there was uh, uh did you see any uh hearing uh, I know there was an announcement that 
I didn't see a trailer for it, but I saw the uh, Norman Reedus and Kendall Torres. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Death Stranding, of course. Yeah. How can we forget that? Mads Mikkelsen. I watched that today as well. That got me excited. Guillermo. Yep, 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 yep. He said fuck you to Konami about Silent Hills. Pretty Good. much what everybody yeah, thinks. Yep, yep. He had a public interview recently. That was uh, that was pretty awesome. And people are apparently, I just read this before we started recording today, people are still finding secrets here and there in PT, the demo. Are they really? Yeah. Uh, no, it, yeah. it's like they've, like they've just like hacked the game, it looks like. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, they've just like put mods into like Metal Gear and stuff. Like I read it and I was like, I was like, wait, because they've like found a way to like map out the game and like basically tear it apart. And I was just, just from like, the oh. demo. Yeah, just from the, that demo. I was like, that. There was like, how are they still find that game's not that big? Calm the fuck no, down. No, it's not. Yeah. So, like, and so I read about it because I was like, what's what is all this bullshit about? Like, this is actually like cool stuff. Because it had, like, this image of, like, the ghost lady that you, like, meet in it. And I was like, oh, uh, so where's this scene at? And they're like, and it's just, like, a scene that they, like, uh, put her into Metal Gear Solid, the newest Metal Gear Solid. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and you can also take, like, the, uh, they've taken the character model from the end of, like, Norman Reedus and put him as, like, Big Boss in the game. Oh my god! So That's they're awesome. just like modding, like it, it. It's cool, but it was like I was like, "Ooh, what's this about PT that I didn't know about?" And then it's like, "Well, eh, nothing really." Oh, all right. You know the, the the way I heard about PT originally was, I went to the store to I went to GameStop to get, uh, PlayStation headphones. I wanted gaming headphones, and I was like, "Do you, I asked the dude." any games with like really good sound that I should check out. And he was like, man, you got to check out this game. PT you're going to be scared out of your mind. Where are these headphones? So I did. And he was right. Great, great <laughs> would, sound design. Yeah. Never would never put in the headphones and play that game. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's, it definitely enhances it. I was already freaked out. Enough. To... Yeah. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how you put out a demo as popular as that, that look as good as that, and then cancel the game, like, uh, and, and don't even try to make it. I mean, I'm gonna. To me, that's insane. I'm gonna quote the. In base. Yeah, I'm gonna quote uh, the fabulous Guillermo del Toro. Fuck Konami. Yep. Because, dude, what the fuck? Like Twist everyone was like, oh my god. Was their business the their business was so bad that the only thing that they had was Metal Gear, but even Metal Gear couldn't save them. I mean, were they basically a, a sinking ship before that? I mean, is it is it all Konami's fault or? I mean, it seemed like I mean, the, it's fucking Konami, man. We grew up with Konami, like Castlevania. Uh, winning eleven was huge worldwide. It's a real. It was a really big soccer game, and. Uh, uh, of course, Metal Gear, the Metal Gear series. So Contra was Konami. Contra, um, yeah, like what? What happened? They they did. How did they go under? I just don't get it. I don't get it. Dude, it, just... it couldn't have been the budget from Metal Gear. They couldn't have put so much into that that they lost everything else. That's not the case, right? I mean, they're. I mean, if they spent that much money and they just got that game, 
I'd be very like if I was a stockholder, I'd be like Jesus Christ, why do you guys spend so much money? Because right. there are games that right. spend less money and are more amazing or equally amazing as a Metal Gear game. Right. So uh, I don't understand that concept at all. Like, at some point you should have been like, hey, y'all, uh, let's not spend so much money on this Metal Gear game. Yeah, right. and I know that Castlevania 2 didn't do well where you play as Dracula. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I know. Four or three version. I also know that some of the uh, the other Silent Hills that like they produced did also not do so well. Yeah, I'm pretty much sure. Like after three, I think they just kind of started going downhill as far as like the money they were making with the Silent Hill games. Yeah, I mean, I liked uh, Homecoming. Was the I think the there's Downpour that did really bad that I didn't play all the way through. <laughs> Uh, I but like home. I like downpour. I did. I didn't. Too. I just. I just didn't get through it. I don't know why. I feel like there was probably probably a lot of stuff that came out around the same time, and yeah. I don't know them switching developers all the time with that franchise. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Get an old dude. That dude made some, like. But um, yeah, like I thought Homecoming was good, and what I played of Downpour, I enjoyed. Um. I. I don't remember. Joey, did you play The Room? Who did I watch play The Room? Uh, you might have watched me play it. Yeah, I played it. Yeah. I think that was it. I liked, it. Like, I liked watching you play it because it was – I didn't have it or whatever. But um, Yeah, I remember when they had this, like, long trailer for The Room that came out, and it's just, like, those things walking on their feet with, like, the two heads and, um, you know, just, like, other stuff that was just really creepy and, like – they really wanted. I really wanted it to be a really good game, and it was good. I did enjoy it, um, but um, yeah, I like. I, it's definitely one of my favorite series, even though they definitely have some misses. Um, Silent Hill Two is just uh, amazing. Oh, yeah, that's uh, good. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like a lot of these sort of big companies, there a lot of them are trying to go to mobile, and that seems where Konami's trying to go, and they're just kind of like just getting rid of their maybe maybe it's costing a lot of money i don't know i give give the give the the uh the names to someone else you know give give castlevania to someone else metal gear to someone else like who who wants it and will we'll take care of it you know did you play uh, the yeah. castlevania 2 i played the demo and i was just i was kind of i was done i was like this is the, the first one was awesome like even though it was definitely like a god of war clone um they really kind of made it their own like with the look and just sort of the weapons and stuff that you would get uh the story was really cool but then like when you when you were dracula like in the second one i just i don't know it's it, yeah it just became way too much of a god of war and maybe i was just too i was uh just done with god of war at that time i think after three i think that was the last one that came out yeah. um i was kind of you know i think i played the, the well no Three was three wasn't the last one. They had that Ascension, God of War Ascension. That's yeah. another one. I played the demo and I was like, nah, I'm done. I think I'm done with these. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even beat three. I got stuck at the like weird. There's like a puzzle where the floor was falling through or something. Uh huh. And I was just like, nah, I'm done with these games. I, however, the Norse mythology one that's coming out does look. Yes, Quite this fun. new one does look cool. It seems like they're like I, maybe it's the gameplay that I was just done with, not necessarily the story. Um, but just kind of the gameplay mechanic. It just seemed like it was the same thing. They weren't really changing it up, changing it up. And this one seems like they've definitely like done a whole revamp. 
And I remember when you got God of War on PlayStation 2 back at Duffy Street, I was, I was not into it at all. I'm like, what is this game? It's like, it's copying Onimusha. Like, why does this dude white with a red streak? And what the <laughs> hell is going on with this dude? Like, he looks ugly. What, the, what kind of blade is this? This, this is yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah. And then when uh, I got to LA, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of in, into some Greek mythology. Like, I kind of, you know, Roman, you know, type shit. And uh, so I started uh, playing them and got into them. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Onimusha, a game that they need to do more yes, of. Please. Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. That game, the, but all those games were fun. Like, I mean, they had, I didn't play that Dawn of Dreams one or the one where it's like they all looked weird and they look like, like Final Fantasy characters. The, the third one that had a, a kick ass intro, but yeah, that was kind of blah with, with Jean Reno. No, no, no. The, there's no. one after that. Oh. But oh, it's yeah, like the guy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I didn't play that shit. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know what this is. I'm scared. I don't want to touch it. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I, I really wish they just like maybe just redo Onimusha, then just you know upgrade it, whole revamp. Just oh man, the game was so much fun. Yeah, it was. Oh, dude, it's like Resident Evil, but you're a samurai. Come on, who doesn't so want he, that game all the time? <laughs> so there were there were a couple other games that were there uh, that we didn't really get to try. Um, but two announcements that I hadn't even heard of, and I think that they, you know, basically were announced uh, at PlayStation Experience was the Crash Bandicoot Trilogy in HD. Oh, cool. Um, very excited for that. And Parappa the Rappa in 4K. 4K, uh, dude. I saw, I watched the trailer, <laughs> and it's not, no, it's not, it's not 1080p. It's straight up 4K, dude. So like, <laughs> I mean, sure, why not? But yeah. it's just weird that that shit's making a comeback. But that's really iconic for the PlayStation. Yeah, a lot of people were buying the, uh, the game games. Yeah, oh yeah, I I, I definitely want to get. It. I de so the demo's available on PlayStation, so you can get it now. Um, and uh, a lot of people were yeah. buying the beanies at PlayStation Experience. It was like yeah. a lot of a lot of yeah. Parappa beanies around. That was a great game, dude. I remember I got that on Christmas Day, and I I beat it in like two hour two or three hours it's not a long game at all but no. i was that's still still great it still like sticks in my memory quite a lot it's one of the most uh unique games ever made like yeah and then uh of course uh i think basically joey and i are the fighting game fans on at Superhouse, but uh marvel vs. capcom infinite can't fucking yeah. wait and they have it seems like they're weaving in the infinity stones uh, the Infinity yeah. Gems. Because they uh, were in, uh, what was it, just Marvel superheroes? They've, they've been Gems? a part of it, but it seems to be like it's like part of their super moves now. Yeah. That's what it seems. That's the big, that's the main difference. Do we get a Star-Lord? Like, Do we get a Groot? I don't uh, know. The was, Rocket Raccoon was in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Yeah. I so. think we will because it, it, it seems like from all the rumors, and we only saw four characters, uh, two on each side, um, that marvel is basically like marvel like you know studio movies they're concentrating more on those characters than say like x-men and deadpool uh, yeah. but i don't know we'll but see deadpool Maybe was in marvel like... versus capcom 3 though he was i mean so was wolverine but you know right we right. may not see them you know that's that's what sucks man because i you know i'm sure joe you're the same way but i've been playing these games since marvel superheroes on saturn and X-Men versus Street Fighter. Those were the precursor arcade, to... Arcade, buddy, yeah. In the arcade, those were the precursor to Marvel versus Capcom. 
and X-Men Children of the Atom. Like the they had the same voice actors that the X-Men cartoon had back in the day and they, it was just done so fucking well. And and Gambit and uh Storm and Wolverine all Cyclops all the X-Men pretty much were like an integral part of this series and now they're kind of from what you've told me they're phasing this out so it kind of kind of sucks but at least we'll get new characters I guess. Yeah. They need to bring Marvel versus Capcom 2 back digitally, man, cuz I used to own that and then like my PlayStation 3 crapped out and I tried to download it again but apparently it's not on the store anymore so I couldn't download it. Um if they change like, that fucking song, man, it'd be a perfect game. And it's like 50 bucks to get it on Amazon. So it's like, uh, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I had that shit on Dream, Dreamcast, dude. Yeah. Played the shit out of it. I think I think they have it like a little cheaper on Dreamcast, but like the controller is awful for fighting it. Oh, it was it was absolutely terrible. Uh but it was that was the fucking game for a long time, man. Yeah. So Maddie, they Yeah. <clears throat> So they had. I, I'm not even a fighting game guy, but I love Marvel vs. Capcom. They're good. I mean, it combines the Street Fighter universe and Mega Man with Marvel characters. It's it's the shit. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like what we wanted with Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat, but of course that never came out, and it's, you know it's kind of tough. You know, <laughs> Ryu getting his head ripped out. Ripped oh off, no, you know? yeah, that that, but, uh... that that'd be cool, but it's probably <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, that wouldn't fly. Um, but they had a uh, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard uh, VR experience. You had to get yeah, tickets and wait damn. in line. Um, and it was totally closed off. They had like a fake house built inside and it was closed off. Like all the other sort of VRs you could see with like the guys were playing, the guys and ladies were playing, you know, uh, on the screen behind them or whatever. Yeah. But um, that was completely closed off. So I have no idea sort of what, like demo they were playing or what you know but it seemed awesome but yeah you had to get tickets for it damn it uh, i want to play it i want to play it on vr but i'm gonna be so scared yeah it comes out in january so Maddie, that's that's when you're getting vr i take it i i doubt it i doubt i'm gonna get it um, i i'd like to have it by then but we'll see it depends on you know stuff <laughs> so the the people i might move in with if i get if everything works out with a job and stuff and everything goes well i think i could probably end up splitting it with people because i, I it's nothing that i want to keep i'm not like a huge video game collector i don't i don't need to know i don't need to have these things in my life i'm the, i like music and vinyl so therefore i'll collect that so i wouldn't be i would be fine giving it up or just like asking for a little bit of cash for it but uh I want to. I, I have to play a horror game, man. I just have to. I have to see what it's like. Like, it's gonna be like that uh, Black Mirror episode, and I'm gonna hate my life after it and not sleep <laughs> for a couple of days. But uh, is there I need any to way, experience. Is there any way to like uh, have like the older games work with it as well? Like, can like like a first person shooter? Like, if you move your head around on. Uh, let's say like doom that came out this year or, or Titanfall or even the old alien game. Dude, I would not want to play that alien fucking game. Does, does right? it work with it? Does it I, work I, with it at all? I think it may, it may be a screen, but I don't think you'd be able to move your head and have you have it move left and right. Right. Yeah, to, I've heard, I've heard you can watch, you can just watch movies on it cause it's just a screen, right? Right. 
Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I think you can watch movies on it. And I guess you could still play a game, but you'd have to obviously use your controller to do all the movements. Oh, well. At least they got the they got the Batman game and Ace Combat. That's probably when I'm going to get that shit, personally. I want to check out that Valkyrie game we saw. That looked that, badass as well, man. Yeah. You're like, you're like I guess, like in big mechs, you know, you got a, a lot of sort of these games where you're in a cockpit, you know. Any, yeah, any piloting game, I think it's going to really benefit. Yeah. Whether it be mechs or even a car or, a, hell, a boat, you know, anything like that, I think you're going to get a really great experience from. Yeah. I, I tell you what I want out of a VR experience, and this is going to sound funny coming from somebody that likes gaming, is I want a to be able to feel like I'm in a movie theater watching my 4K movie on a big screen, you know, in the theater. That's what I want. I want to be able to watch my movie and turn my head to the sides and see the theater in the dark, <laughs> you know. That's, that, that's, that's, all I want. that's all I ask out of it. That's interesting. <laughs> interesting take. I'm sure that can happen. I know that there's like, if like I have um, an app, I think it's like a, uh, a movie player on my phone and with the Google, like, and it basically has, it kind of starts out where like, you're in a, you know, it's like a sort of a, a CG like theater with chairs. And I think there's like a couple of heads sticking up and then there's the, you know, the theater screen. And I guess you can watch your video, whatever it is. And maybe it is a movie, but I don't know like how good it is really. I haven't really tried it, but I think there's a couple where it's like VR cinema or something like that. Little apps you can get. It's not yeah. great, but it's, it seems like it's kind of a start. Um, can, can that yeah, get, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was saying I think with the processing power of like the PS4 Pro or or the Xbox, the Scorpio that's coming out next year in 2018, uh, and the VR that they're going to have, um, either one of those, you should be able to get a really cool, realistic-looking you know experience. Not just in like a cinema, but also like say you want to travel to Paris, you know, and and think you're walking down, you know. Oh, though, yeah, that all that's happening. Oh, they've got like the connected with Google, Google uh, Maps or whatever, Google Earth. Yeah, and then you got people doing the 360 view in 4K on their phones now, the you know, and all that, and be able to piece that together into a real time road trip kind of thing. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, that, that's they're they're kind of piecing that together. Yeah, like you have kind of the. <clears throat> I think they're the discovery apps um, where they're basically pick three, like 360 pictures or just maybe panoramic where you can sort of flip through pictures and like sort of look around you kind of, you know, as you would like Google maps or something. So I, I think that's definitely coming They're it, They're making their way for sure uh, into that. Yeah. I also want to see interactive virtual worlds. I mean, not so much video games as much as, giant sandboxes that I can just walk around in and, and just have fun, you know? I think yeah. that'd be cool. Like Ready Player One, dude? Yeah, buddy. Yeah! I'm totally ready for that. Yeah, I think this is going to offer a whole new, uh, you know, world, new uh, opportunities for different kinds of experiences. I think that, like, they're... And I think I'm not the only one that thinks this, but I think there's just... there ha no one's really like tapped into the potential of this yet. You know, we've seen 
okay stuff, but I don't know. I, I'm waiting for something that, like, is really just mind-blowing, I guess. Something that's, like, really surprising. Yeah. I don't know what it would be, but... I don't know. It's... Still waiting on the something that's just like whoa, I, we're we're really in the future now, you know. I, we'll see. Like, what if there's like a the porn industry I, is gonna do it? The porn, yeah, porn, porn, or something like that. There. I don't know. I mean, there's like, I mean, I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, the VR stuff. That'd yeah. be funny. I was just thinking it'd be funny if you had the theater experience and you're like. I want the real experience, and then like a, somebody's on a cell phone. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, Some other jackass. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. It'd be really funny. Yeah, but you see, you can actually stand up and punch them without it. Yeah, right. That's what. Which gun would you like? Oh, we're not, I'll take this one. We're not far from people <laughs> making money in the virtual in a virtual world like that as well, right? I mean, people are making money from obviously from from esports right now, but yeah. People that like go to work in a virtual world that that's going to be happening in like five years or less. Yeah. Or less. Yeah, like people just get out of their bed or stay in bed and put on their fucking headset and then go to the office. I guess I don't know what's going to happen, but shit's going to get weird, dude. Uh, it's like you said, it's a uh, Ready Player One, dude. We're just going to be like working at home. You know, uh, there'll probably be a lot more digital nomads and such. And right, right, right. You know, like you can just make your money and you just spend it through the internet. You know, like will there be a will currency still exist? Like, will you still have paper money? You know. Right. Like, will everything just be digital through your phone? Bitcoin. Yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, that's gonna be weird. The song you're listening to right now is The Sourer, and uh, I don't know, man. These guys are just fucking brutal. I saw them like uh, a couple months ago at a really small club, and I was like, there's no way this guy sounds like uh, like he does on the record. His voice is just, it's just, there's got to be some effects, and that motherfucker <laughs> sounds like he has come from hell below. I just, I, I don't know, man. It's just that voice is just so intense, and I didn't think it would be be like that I, I was just like ah it's probably not going to sound like this is they probably like because sometimes when you hear like metal groups like the singer doesn't necessarily sound like that deep or something like that so i was like i don't know like what's going to happen but dude it like, sounds exactly like the album dude really but uh yeah i just this i think i found these guys uh, i was listening to a lot of converge and then spotify was like if you like this you'll like this band i was like oh, pretty cool name cult leader that's pretty metal. I'll listen to this. And uh, but uh, I was I'd heard of this band called Gaza before that, um, and they had broken up. And I was like, oh, that sucks. That band's really good. And then I found out that members of Gaza are in Cult Leader. Like the lead singer of Cult Leader was like backup singer slash guitar player for Gaza. And 
I was just like, all right, well, if he's singing, I want to know what this sounds like. Dude, I just think this album's brutal throughout. Like, even the songs where it's like the slower songs, they're just, it's, oh, dude, just so good. I just love this album so much. I've, I've been, a, uh, since it came out, I've been a fan of it and just holding it close, not telling anyone about it. I just, I just want it to be, I just want to know this band. <laughs> But um, the sorrower. Okay, yeah, I listened to that one. I didn't get through the whole album because I, dude, to be honest with you, landed on Thursday night, had some jet lag, was filming all day at the convention yesterday. I did listen to about half of it today, and yeah. uh, it's some brutal ass shit. Dude, uh, I've... it's just this 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 uh, album will kick your ass, dude. Uh, I think from what I did listen to, I liked Suffer Louder a lot because it had a lot of crunchy yeah. grooves in it and uh yeah you can choose either one of those like the the whole album's so good it's hard for me to pick a song because right. like i love every song I, I wouldn't choose the first one because it's the shortest yeah yeah yeah. but i do love it uh just because it's called the great uh great i am and i think that's a great way to open a track to like get like who is cult leader as soon as you hear that song you're like oh fuck right these guys are not fucking around <laughs> right but uh yeah, man, I just uh, I, we've been listening to some chill stuff on here uh, on the podcast lately, and I just thought it'd be I've just kind of been it's like one of those things where I just like can't stop listening to these guys, and uh, like it'll be months, and I'll be like, man, you know, you know what's good? Cult leader's good. <laughs> so I just keep on going back to it, and uh, I thought you guys needed to hear it. Uh, yeah, man, I just oh, it's so fucking good, man. I just want everyone to know who they are. I so when I saw them, I saw them in Columbus. And I was like, and it was at this really like, it, it was just at, at a bar. And I was like, oh, it's probably going to have, you know, probably going to be pretty big. Like, they're not huge, but like, you know, this is like the smallest bar I've been in in a long time. It was so tiny. Shitty sound system. These guys just were like fucking destroyed everyone that was there. So loud. Oh, dude, it's fucking great. <laughs> but, uh, Joey, did you listen to it? I did. Uh, yeah, dude, it was like, you know, it's a little too nuts for me, but uh, it was <laughs> like, uh, just, I, just headbang, man, and you, you're your home. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> dude, oh, I know. That's all I did when I was watching them play. Yeah. It's I'm, just, it's, but I'm getting too old for that shit. <laughs> yeah, <hurts>. right? <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, it's just one of those bands that just don't let up. Yeah, dude. It's it's converge. It's like converge, basically, right? It's it's if you like converge, uh, this is kind of uh, in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I, I would say that. I mean, they're on Deathwish record records, which is like the lead singer of Converge's label. I mean, everything that everything that's on there is pretty heavy most of the time. I mean, they have some chill stuff, but um, yeah, I would say that. I don't like if you've heard Gaza. It's pretty similar to that. I don't really know what. I don't really know what to put them in, like what kind of category to put them in, but um, it's just good. Like if you need some metal and someone to like, with a voice from like, the pits of hell, uh, this guy will bring it, man. <laughs> he's a small dude too. He's like, I'd say he's probably like about Joey's height, super skinny, and just like you're like that doesn't come out of that guy, and then he just like goes into your like, oh shit, this guy's not fucking around. For the listeners, I'm I'm like five eight and a quarter, so yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just like a super small guy. Like I uh, like after the show, I just was like, dude, that was that was fucking amazing. He was like, 
oh thanks and like a really quiet voice and i was like of course you have a quiet voice because <laughs> 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 you fucking like i don't know it's just great i'd say if you guys ever get an opportunity to see them see them great show like it's uh, sometimes you go see a band and they like they sound very similar to the record and you're just like oh that sounds cool sound a little different i was kind of hoping it'd be these guys like dead on every guitar note was hit correctly like it was just like i just put on the record you know i mean they did like emphasize some stuff or jam a little further on tracks or whatever but like they just like they're fucking tight as shit like when they play and uh, that's all i can ask for when i go see a band is just like i kind of want to hear the record most of the time you know yeah uh, yeah I was, I was hoping Stefan would stay on because I wanted because he's been listening to it for a little bit too, so I was wondering what his thoughts were. But we can get back into that. Uh, but I'm glad uh, you guys enjoy. Well, Joey didn't. <laughs> Joey didn't care for it. <laughs> but, uh, I guess I, I wouldn't say I didn't care for it. It's you know it's just I, I gotta sure be in the mood. Awesome. Yeah. Gotta be in a mood. You gotta know? be in the exact mood for it. That's for sure. Yeah. It's like I'm even even like you like, like like bands like Immortal and shit. You gotta be like in that exact mood for that band you know yeah um but yeah if no one else has anything to say uh the next record i'm going to recommend recommend is probably one of up there in my top 2016 will be i'm a top 2016 list the name of the band yeah the uh name of the band is called Oathbreaker. oh shit and the, the album is called ria uh-huh. uh it blew i've I, i've been listening to their other records and i did not expect this one to be I just was unexpected. Pretty pretty experimental, I think, for the band. And maybe just metal in general. Like, not like liturgy, the artwork, kind of weird metal, but definitely uh, just, just interesting. Uh, pretty long songs. I just actually ordered the LP because of the, like, uh, Black Friday uh, holiday deals they had on Death Wish, so I'll be getting that very soon on Wednesday, hopefully. But, okay, uh, yeah, I'll look this up. It's R-H-E-I-A, if anybody wants to look this up. That's the album name. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good. I think they're from, like, Sweden or, like, Norway or something, so you definitely know what kind of metal they're, you're kind of getting into with them, but I'm interested to see what you guys think. They have a, a female lead singer, too, and her scream is... It's, it's, it's beautiful and brutal, man. Like, so good. Can't wait. It's like actually sings on the Swedish death metal type of shit. Yeah, I mean it's definitely in that wheelhouse of like you know black metal elements, but like trying to be a little more melodic and like a just different kinds of instrumentation going into this record. So I'm definitely excited to hear what you guys think. I'm or, on uh, Spotify looking at them now. Their related artists are Cult Leader. Yeah, uh, I mean they're they're on the same them. label. So oh, trap them so good, dude. We'll have to listen to some of them on. Code Orange, Nails, Converge. Okay, so now I'm seeing what this is going to be like. All right, got it. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what you guys think. Uh, I definitely think it'll be an interesting one for the uh, Maddie's Music segment. Hey, Herring. You still there? Yes, sir. Uh, uh, I mean, do you listen to metal? Have you like gotten uh, more into like uh, or, you know the, the stuff that Maddie's brought up via our podcast? I usually give it a listen. If you made my rotation, I really enjoyed listening to his uh, recommendations. 
so yeah what's been like yeah. your favorite one so far do you have one that oh man um trying to remember it all goes into my playlist with a bunch of other bands and i'm having a hard time coming across one right now but but quite a few of them have been really good um yeah, I can't think of it off the top of my head, man. <laughs> cool. But good stuff. That's good to hear, though. I will also just a random little shout-out. I did hear the new Tribe Call Quest record, and if you do enjoy that group, uh, check it out because it's so fucking good. I've, I've got it added uh, on my uh, iTunes music. Yeah. I've listened to, like, a couple songs so far, but, I yeah, I just um, haven't finished it yet. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what to expect because I was like, "Well, is this gonna be like old stuff, or is it gonna be different?" But oh man, it's so good. Is it? Is it? Did you watch the SNL? Because I think they played new shit for that SNL, but I'm not sure. Uh, no, I, I yeah, I, I I didn't watch it. I don't. It's not that I don't like SNL. I just I don't know. I think you guys like at this point, you guys know me well enough. Uh, I will divide my time between like uh, video games and horror films and sci-fi films. <laughs> so, like if I have the opportunity like I guess if I need to see it I'll be like alright I'll watch that but for the most part I'm just like eh uh, comedy stuff most of the time just I don't watch a lot of comedy stuff All right. so I didn't really like everyone's like oh Dave Chappelle's back I was like eh I don't really care um, I, I, I know I watch it every week man yeah I, I mean I get it like but, but it's just like not a me thing they like Sometimes I force myself to watch comedies, and I'm like, that was all right. So I just decided not to do it. Like, if it looks good, I'll watch it for sure. But, uh, you know, I just was not into it. But I did want to hear the new album, though. But sometimes I think, like, when I hear live bands on television, they suck. SNL performances are usually real shit. Yeah, they are. By far the worst part of SNL almost every single fucking week. And it's like and it's like good quality bands too that you're like oh they don't normally sound like shit any other time I've heard them. It's it's just a, I mean I can hardly ever think I think I don't like Drake that much but Drake has been Fuck pretty Drake. decent on SNL like I can actually watch him on there, but other than that it's just like usually they're, they're terrible just terrible. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Drake. So. Eh, I don't have any of his albums or anything, but I, I mean, as far as the very low bar that is SNL performances, he's a little bit yeah. above that. <laughs> he handles it well for some reason. I don't know why. I think a lot of the bands get a little bit like, maybe they're kind of like out of their element a bit being on live TV and SNL's probably a crazy show to be a part of for that week. Maybe it's just, they're just not used to that. I don't know, but. I, I just think it's probably like a different sound set. Like they don't get, they might do a sound check and uh, a sound check for like something being uh, recorded live might be different than like a sound, uh, like in a venue or something. Yeah. Because of acoustics or whatnot. Um, so I think it might just sound weird. Cause I mean, uh, and also the same way with like talk shows too. Like I remember seeing Thursday on like something and I've seen them a million times. And it's the worst they've ever sounded. I was like, oh, God, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's got to be something to do with, like, sound design and shit. Like, I have no idea what I'm talking about at that point. 
you know, I don't know. It's just, but I was just, I know Joey's a fan of the, uh, the hip hop and I know Andrew, you, you like that genre as well. Yeah. And, but... Yeah. And Joey I got just, me into was... Jedi mind tricks. Yeah. I think, I think you got me into them as well. And you're like, Hey Maddie, have you ever heard of a band called Jedi mind tricks? I said, no, but it has Jedi in it. So let's listen. Yeah. <laughs> But, Dude, um, my favorite track uh, is uh, "Dead Shall Rise." Yeah, do you know that one offhand? I, I don't like I, Joey. Would just like I just go into Joey's room and he'd be like, "I'd be like, what's this?" He's like Jedi Mind Tricks, and I just listen to it for like hours, just hanging out with Joey. Nice. <laughs> and but I don't remember any of the tracks, and I have like recently like. Okay, as I think most of you know, I'm in a pretty big metal phase of my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, hip hop is not like a priority, even though I enjoy really good hip hop and, or rap music for that matter. But, you know, it's, uh, I just, I'm going to get, I'll get back into them. I'm not worried about it. They'll, it'll come back around probably next year sometime. I'll be like, guys, I'm only listening to hip hop now. So that's <laughs> music. So I'm kind of a B-boy now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys might have to like come to Cincinnati and slap me or something. <laughs> Maddie, you need to be wearing way more black clothing. <laughs> what happened? Right? So, guys, have you been reading the, the little side column here? Uh, no. Oh, dude, I've been seeing you a little bit, but... Oh, yeah, shit, yes. I was... Did you... I, I, I kind of wanted to talk about the... Uh, the uh, mummy tra- the mummy tease. Did the actual trailer drop now? Yeah, it's out. Oh, shit. So, oh, shit, are we going to do a live watch real quick? Uh, I'm down with that. Uh, do you want to do it through YouTube? and? Yeah, let's do it through the little... Uh, I don't know that... Are you on your phone, Herring? Yeah, I am. I don't know that's going to work for you, but um, maybe get on a computer or something. But we're... I'm going to see if we can pull up right now the trailer via this YouTube application in Google Hangouts, which is the program we use to record the Superhouse podcast. Uh, let me see here. Add video to playlist. Mommy trailer. 2017. First mummy trailer. This looks like it's it. You guys ready for this shit? Let's do it. Hold on. Let me well, how do I... Now. <clears throat> what do I click on? The little YouTube on the left? Yeah, what? click on that. Get ready for that. All right, I'm ready. Tom Cruise, show me.
Welcome to a new world. To a new world of gods. Of gods. And monsters. And monsters. <laughs> I saw her. I saw her. He's real. He is real. Thoughts, guys? You know, I mean, I, I I'm into it. Um, we got us uh we got Russell Crowe. I didn't know that either. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, that's cool. We've got a we've got a female mummy this time. She looks pretty badass. Uh, yeah. uh you know, I I want to know like with the the stunt work, how uh, like with the last Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise is hanging on the, actually hanging out on the side of a plane as it's taking off. Now, you know, is it the same case with him hang, hanging out of a plane uh, as it's like plummeting towards the earth? It definitely looks like Jack Reacher meets Mission Impossible meets uh, a mummy movie. Yeah, it's yeah, 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 for yeah sure. exactly. Uh, I don't know. It looks all right. I, I'm gonna see it just because I, I'm a sucker for like horror things so i want to see it because of that i'm kind of interested to see how he survived that ordeal like if she somehow gave him some powers or he because it doesn't seem like he made it out of that plane right it's so, like a body bag yeah yeah i'm wondering if uh he might have something to do with the overall like story and like what happens with uh with the mummy and the whatever the what, the lady's name is but i did like that the mummy is a lady though since a lot of the rulers at that time were women so i think that's pretty cool that they chose they chose to do that instead of just like a guy being the mummy yeah so um that's interesting uh yeah it looks all right it looks yeah. decent but i i, I, I kind of wish that like there was at least one shot of her in the mummy wrappings you know, yeah. like an old, at least a nod to the old school, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it might be like an actual movie as like a joke or something, but I don't know. Is that too, is that just like too lame these days or? I mean, it's kind of hard to walk in a lot of wrappings. Yeah, but they did in the old school, man. I don't know. I, I that's. <laughs> no, I, I totally get you. I totally understand like why you're like, oh, but I want to see this and. I don't know. Maybe they're saving it for another trailer. I actually hate the first part of that trailer because I'm like, what? This is, show me some fucking mummy shit. Show me some cool stuff. They're kind like, of flat. They're, they're, the, yeah, that, that plane thing seemed a bit too long for the trailer. Yeah, like you could have definitely cut that down and added some. I don't. I don't know how how long was that. See, I don't know. It was 15 seconds maybe, but it was 10 seconds too long. Yeah. It should have. It should have been a shot of. Uh, her pulling that parachute thing, like, and you know, f dropping out of that plane, and that, and then cut to the next shot. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it looks all right. I'm interested to see where they're going with this like new monster franchise stuff. 
that's the most interesting part, right? Because this is the this they're trying to do what what Dracula Untold couldn't do. Yeah, you know, I actually didn't like when Matt gets back on. I'll see what his thoughts are of uh, Dracula Untold, but I did not, I did not hate that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think it was as terrible as people were making it. I thought it was way better than like the fucking uh, I Frankenstein movie with oh, uh, yeah. um oh god, what's that guy's name? Aaron Eckhart. That was yeah. terrible. Yeah, I'm uh, sure that I was. didn't mind. I, I, will, I will not see that film. That looked like hot trash. Oh, dude, it's it's fucking terrible. It's ugh. just hot, just hot trash, huh, Andrew? Hot trash, yeah. boy. <laughs> the hottest of trash. Um. But uh, I, I like Victor Frankenstein. I thought that was all right with um, uh, Danny Rad and uh, uh, God, what's that other guy's name? James McAvoy. I thought that was pretty fun. I would have done some stuff differently. It wasn't like great, but I thought they were fun films. I thought there's a really uh, there's a really cool scene in Dracula and told about like how he becomes Dracula, and it's pretty creepy. And the effects, the creature effects, are really cool. Like. Or, uh, master that gives Dracula his powers creepy as fuck so I like that aspect of it I definitely like that it definitely did like didn't start off as a bad guy necessarily in that movie um, so yeah. I don't know it, it, it's interesting I'd say if it's like on Netflix and you're just like oh what is this actually about what'd you like think it. of mummy trailer Herring? did you watch it He's, uh, he's muted right now. Yeah, I just I just uh, finished it. <laughs> um, it, it uh, I'm with y'all on the on the opening to it. It took a lot longer to get through that plane sequence than it should have. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the beginning of it. I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but Tom Cruise looking slightly panicked for 20 seconds is, is a little too long in a trailer <laughs> <laughs> um but once it got going man i, I have to say I, i'm kind of sold on it i'd like to see it and um you know I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch it opening weekend probably not opening day but I, I like uh the female mummy um she looks pretty amazing once you once you see her in person her uh, sarcophagus is pretty uh, pretty well done, too. I thought it was appropriately creepy. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I, I like it. Uh, Matt, did you did you see Dracula Untold? I did. And I think it was uh, better than people <laughs> made it out to be, like the critics. Um, Damn, I should watch this. Yeah, see, I, I was totally puzzled the same way. It was pretty good. I, I don't think it was strong enough to start a franchise, which is what they were really trying to do. Um, but, but yeah, I think it'll. Uh, I think this one will really get the 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 whole uh, Universal Monsters thing going in the right direction from the look of it. Yeah, it's definitely like you have the big star and you got the, like, you know. It's going to be interesting oh, to see yeah, what they do with, like, this. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting see to see what they do. Here. Uh, I'm really interested to see a Wolfman movie and what they're going to do with that. I'd let it be better than the other one. Yeah, right? 
Um, speaking of like uh, old Hollywood remakes, and uh, I was out when you guys talked about this, but the the Kong trailer looks pretty fucking good. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm sold. I'm I, I think that's one of the best remake trailers I've seen in a while, and I people have been commenting on the fact that they've made uh, King Kong fucking huge. He's way yeah. bigger than normal. Like he wouldn't even be able to scale the Empire State Building because he's like bigger than the whole fucking building. And uh, be humping it. But that's okay because again, the full plan here is for him to fight Godzilla. So yeah, uh, they which is why he's so huge. Yes, exactly. So I say bring it the fuck on. I can't fucking wait. Like where are they gonna have this fight at? Like and who cares? They're going to have to make up some kind of land that, that doesn't look like, you know, like, because they, they keep on getting bigger and bigger, so. Well, the destruction porn, I think, would be okay in this case, because this isn't Man of Steel, this isn't Superman, this is two big-ass monsters that don't give a shit about humans, so uh, yeah. I think if they if they went the destruction porn route, I'd be okay, and plus I, I would be remembering Rampage on NES the whole time. <laughs> They're already making that movie. Absolutely. Are they making Rampage the movie? Yeah, The Rock's like signed on to sign that. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm I don't know. I got I, I got I'm no beef with fucking I shit up to The Rock. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have to see the trailer. I like The Rock, so big girl messing up skyscrapers and I'll be fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> it just seems like this Godzilla King Kong will be better than that, but maybe I don't know. I guess only time will tell, but... Eh, I, I mean, know. I'm not saying like the Rampage is better than that, but I'm just saying I, I'm into it for... It could be a lot of fun. For nostalgia purposes, yeah, it could be fun. Yes. That's for sure. That's uh, for sure. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what the story is for the like Godzilla versus uh, Kong and stuff. And, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be great, like... But it just yeah. it depends on like what the next Godzilla brings to the table before uh, that Kong fight. Yeah, I heard that too. Because I, like when we were talking to the like our Godzilla correspondent, I forget his name. Sorry. Oh, uh, uh, Portman, Jonathan Portman. Yeah, uh, I feel like Godzilla in the newest Godzilla film was a little aware of like, you know, fighting and like. Not necessarily protecting humans, but making sure that all of them didn't die. That oh, one scene uh, the, where the American one? The, yeah, it seems like he saves that school bus of children from that bomb to me. Oh, yeah, they turn they turn the monster into a hero, which is a genius move. So I'm wondering, like, if, like if in the next Godzilla film, if they're going to carry over some of that, like, Godzilla is aware of, like, the destruction. And That'd then that will be interesting to see... Because, I mean, we haven't seen Kong yet, so, like, is Kong going to have, like, the female love interest? Like, is it going to be Brie Larson? Like, is that going to happen? Oh, so, God, who knows, right? It... Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the... Because I really like that newest Godzilla film. I know some I people don't. Uh, it was all right, but... Think... <clears throat> when his fucking back fights up, and he fucking Ooh. jams his power beam down that thing's throat. Oh, that's the best part, man. That. Yeah. I was clapping in the theater, dude. Shin Godzilla, though, guys, you guys got to see that shit. Oh, if it ever comes, uh, if I ever get. Well, it'll be out on Blu-ray eventually. Yeah. 
it won't be long. I'm sure it'll be on demand here in probably a couple months. They don't make Godzilla like a hero in that one. He's a straight up, you know, force to be reckoned with. But it's yeah, very interesting well, what they do with it. Well, that's a it's a direct uh, the nuclear reactor, you know, the tsunami nuclear reactor overload a few years ago right i mean it's kind of the same way that the original godzilla was a reaction to the the atomic bombs dropped on yeah um, it's 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 a Japan bit of a back in World war Two. it's a bit of a reaction to that but the main underlying thing going on with the movie is that uh they feel it the the, the government and the army feels impotent in times of danger they're literally yeah. they're they're there's literal scenes in the movie where they're like under our treaty with America post World War II we can only do this and this in times of crisis and it it's they're trying the the, the human drama of the story is that they're trying to show that like other countries can make these decisions so easily whereas Japan is so tied up and it's yeah. just like somebody make a fucking decision you know, we our city's being destroyed, so uh, you got to see the movie, but it's handled really well, and to have a kind of a deep point in a monster flick, definitely welcome in my book, so check well, it out. And like I said, the original Godzilla, that, that it was a very deep movie on one level, because it was a commentary on the bomb, uh, on the dangers of radio, yeah. Yeah, and destruction of the bomb and, and radioactive even fallout and and how impotent the government even then had become, you know, in the face of this threat. Exactly. Um, yeah, because they, even the original, you know, what, the 1954, wasn't it? Uh, Gojira, Something like that, you know, yeah. But, yeah, 52 or 54. I mean, they, they couldn't, there was nothing they could throw at Godzilla to, to really kill him. You know, and that's kind of the way they felt about America at that time was, was and there's nothing they can do, you know, to, to throw at us to to beat that. So, pow yeah, um, pow powerlessness and all that. Yes, exactly. And with a new one, it, it's all about, you know, the government is so bureaucratic now that they can't get anything done. And that's a lot of the stuff, the fallout from, was it Fukushima, right? Yes, that's right. The reactor, yeah, yeah that, that, uh, that was a lot of the problems. Was it was such a bureaucratic tie-up that, that it was hard to get anything done after the fallout from that. Um, and it's kind of a really interesting deep dive into commentary on the state of that country, and I'm really interested to see how that plays out. Definitely. All right, guys. I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna close it out. Hey. So uh, thank you for having me on. Oh man, thanks yeah, for man, coming for on. Sure. Okay, everybody. That was episode forty-four of Superhouse Podcast. That was uh, Swiggles RP, our initial guest, and we also had Matthew Herring on once again. Thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Cool, and um, that's pretty much it. Uh, we will check you later.
Later. Later. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have uh, a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. And that's pretty tight. <laughs> that's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. <laughs> if you and don- we can make money. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. If you give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. For a million, I'll give you Joey for a weekend. <laughs> for $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>